Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaosium. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try hard to stick to reasonable languages for all ages, listeners should know that this is a podcast that may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., may bear resemblance to persons living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. The story so far has been a troubling one. Several of the main characters have been implicated in deaths of two men found at The Kiss, a speakeasy nightclub in downtown Chicago. Taken in for questioning, but then released, the investigators have banded together in hopes of clearing their name and determining who killed these two men and why. So without further ado, let us lift the curtain on Chicago in March of 1923, where our investigation is already underway. Um, so what I want to do before we kick things off tonight is I would like you to introduce yourself as your character and then introduce who they are. Just tell me, tell me about your character, what their name is, that way people can get an idea of who they are. Start us off to my right. Well, my character is Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth. He is a civil engineer. He is 38 years old as of the recording of this uh, adventure, having been born in 1885. He is most notable for uh, working on the Panama Canal, and after that went into private service. He did very well for himself. Currently, he's trying to clear his name from the various disturbances around the murder at a certain speakeasy called The Kiss because he would like to have his job helping to build the McCormick Tower. All right, and, and Mr. Forsyth is played by? Lonnie Harris. Excellent. And you, sir? All right, Jack Doyle, private investigator. He worked about 32 years old. He worked on the Chicago Police Department before joining the uh, Army to fight in World War One. After coming back, he became a private investigator. He is currently looking into several different cases and trying to clear his name also from the uh, shooting at the kiss. Oh, it's almost as if it's an infamous thing that's happened to all the characters. <laughs> but played by Jake Manning. Very good. And uh, to the left, my left of the table. Uh, my character's name is Dr. Sigmund von Tartenbach. Uh, he is a doctor from Germany, as you can tell. He's uh, 30 years, 32 years old. He's only lived in Chicago for uh, three or four years. A very caring man, generous to the community. He is currently investigating not only what happened at the KISS to seemingly everyone, but also a possible, what he believes, believes to be some sort of infection involving various women of the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, played by James Pennell. Very good. Interesting. And last but not least. Maeve O'Shea. She is a performer slash singer at various speakeasies also has some ties to the Order of the Golden Dawn. She was in performing the night of the shooting at the Kiss and is involved with the doctor because he got her out of jail. Played by Tiffany McCaskey. Very nice one. Uh, There is one player that is not with us tonight. We will leave her introduction until uh, she joins us. So to kind of summate things uh, with the the players here, uh, they are investigating where this 
the people who were murdered at the kiss, they're investigating where they came from, and they've come upon some very troubling clues during their investigation. They hope to clear their names and possibly get to the bottom of why these women of the night continue to get infected. So we should probably collate the story a little bit, as it were. Make sure everybody understands where we're at. Last left our investigators. Uh, there had been a, there was a search that had been done. Yeah, we had absconded from the uh, uh, packing offices with some documents. Correct. Um, so the investigators went in uh, under uh, kind of a, a false pretense, went into the Chicago Union stockyards to Swift Meatpacking Company, and then entered, broke into said offices, and then kind of fared it around the main floor. They were able to locate where Stanley Holden's desk probably once was, had been pretty much left to dust. Mm -hmm. uh, they found the desk of Bob Creedy. Uh, so they know now that, you know, this is where this guy worked before he up and left after speaking with Mr. Doyle, mm. um, providing Mr. Doyle some interesting information about what may be going on uh, with uh, the Swift Meatpacking Company. And then upstairs, Rather interesting bit of, uh, well, we found Mr. Swift's office. You did. You found not only his office, but what might have been his uh, residence, temporary residence. Okay. Um, a very messy man. He seemed uh, very, very, not I'm anything tiny. like what people had said about him before. Very, um, you know, grim and, and proper. More of a uh, mask west of a room. Yes, actually. Um, between the, it, it, it kind of looked like a uh, some place that somebody has spent a good deal of time and not leaving. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. Like, like hold, hold away, yeah. kind yeah. of. Okay, possibly. And it smelled like that too. Ooh, so uh, obsessive kind of bender, sort of. Well, it was like sweat and moldy food and nasty clothes. Literal haven't let have to haven't and, left and, and, to wash and to bathe. Some of that might have to do with the fact that yeah. he probably hasn't been there for a couple of weeks. Right. But the way it kind of looked. Right. Okay. But before that, it looked like he may have been hiding out there. You said there's old food? Yeah. Well, there, there was old food. But you're not here. Currently, okay. Okay. I didn't know if I was tagging oh, along. So, but to me, it. it. Or if, so it's fine. Um, I ate it all. We have, we have, um, we <laughs> made the decision that, uh, I went back to the office to check on something. Uh, just so that way, it, yep. it made a little bit more cognitive sense. Totally understand. So we opened the curtain this evening with evidence in hand and the characters having left Swift Meat Packing Company and left the Chicago Stockyards for, I would assume, the doctor's office to confer with him what they've found. Mm -hmm. So we will raise the curtain then with uh, perhaps a, a knock on your office door. <clears throat> Enter. Please, come in. Doors open. Characters, uh, three or four of them walk on in. Ah, doctor. Uh, good evening, Mr. Doyle. Mr. O'Shea. Uh, Mr. Mr. Forsyth. Mr. Forsyth, please come in. Come in, make yourselves comfortable. There's coffee in the pot. I, it's the only thing I've managed to drink currently. My head is killing me. Oh, oh really that is so yeah, nice. Yeah, like, don't forget, you got the whiskey. <laughs> right. Yes, you the whiskey, which was acquired in the garage of the Swift yes. Meat Packing Company offices. Mm. That is... 
To your uh, rather trained German nose, no offense to any potential German listeners, um, which, of course, it won't be, uh, this actually smells fairly well made. This does not smell like bathtub booch from Chicago. This smells like someone knew what they were doing. This has a nice bouquet. It does. A nice kick, too. <laughs> Little splash in the coffee. I'm not trying to get roasted or sure, anything. Sure, no, no, of course not. I'm going to Irish this up. <laughs> Put it on the desk. Clunk. Yep. <laughs> well, there go our Irish listeners. Get glasses. In the, co- in the cupboard behind you. So what did you find? Something very, very interesting. And disturbing. When you say disturbing, Mr. Doyle, it takes on a whole new and sinister connotation. You got that sheet? What sheet? I do. I'm not sure where you're keeping it, but I'm assuming it's in some sort of... Um, yeah, it's in my satchel. Satchel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, uh, first, I got this. You're a doctor, so... Uh, what time of day is it? It's late. Late in the evening. Yeah, it's late in the evening. Your assistant has already gone for the for one, the evening. One. If you wouldn't mind reading it for the record, that way Heather would. She read the letter last time. Did she read the letter? She okay. did read the letter last time. Um, I make sure that the lights are off in the front office and the door is locked. You want to read it out loud? It would be wonderful if you'd read it out loud because it is Mr. a piece Swift. Of it has taken me months to work up the courage, the courage to write you this letter. I wish so much to have gone differently between us but I can no longer hold my tongue. I saw in the depths of that mud hole, what I saw in the depths of that mud hole was indescribable, the sheer horror. How can you stand it? By what means do you put one foot in front of the other? When I come to you and your wretched company, my family was beyond poor. My wife and our son sat days from the streets and bread line. Uh, had I amongst... And I among the clarity, we would uh, be there now. All you have left. We are. What is. What, what, I'm sorry, English is not my first language for you. Oh. Have All left. you have left uh, of me? Yeah. And these things, my career, profession, yes, I'm sorry, my English, as I said, my English is not. All you first. have left me are ah. these ravings, my career, profession, years of collegiate study. Ah, wonderful. Thank you. Uh, digitally, yes. And middle reputation sits in tatters, my love. The grace that uh, that sound my soul is to... Uh, I'm sorry, my eyes. Perhaps, Mr. Forsyth, perhaps you can read that next line? My love, the grace that saved my soul lies next to me here, subject of your depraved and twisted visions. These things you did to her, I cannot utter or write. My son now slips through your yard. Something the meat? Would you like some assistance? Mr. Doyle, turn up the lights. Okay, so a couple of things about the letter that we should get clear. Hmm. Uh, It's not just bad penmanship per se. No, 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 it's scrawled. Right, and the purpose is the scrawling from from those of you who have looked at handwriting, Mm -hmm. especially is that this note was written somebody's infurious mm-hmm. and so they're writing very fast An angry firm and yes. quick hand yeah. <clears throat> the grace that stirred my soul lays next to me here subject of your depraved and twisted visions the things you did to her I cannot write or utter my son now my son now sleeps through your yard, among the meat and the blood. 
all to provide for a house filled with his mother's nightly screams and shrieks. I will never, I will never step foot inside your office again. My family and I are leaving Chicago forever. The letter is dated uh, the 11th of January, 1923. So this would be about two and a half months ago. It is not signed. No. It was two weeks. So it's dated two weeks before the fire. Um, we think that because it's Grace, that it's obviously um, Grace, um, what was her name? Grace Holden. Holden. Grace Hol- Holden's her last name. Mm-hmm. Right. And because we already know that Sammy was already at the... The only one with this child. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And how long before was it before Grace was committed? Well, the doctor should have her commitment papers. Yeah, I do have. He, he has the medical papers that were that were found. Okay. Her medical record of admittance. One, uh, yes. Uh, her admittance was on September 17th. Uh, no, wait, no, that's her date of birth. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to excuse me. County? Ah, here it is. 11-11-1922. November of 22. The year before. November of the year before. So there's two months difference between the time that she was committed mm-hmm. versus the time he wrote the letter. But he said she was back home at that point? That's not exactly what he said. No. Um, the letter itself says that he was lying next to her. These are mind of the room, so he may have just been That's okay. Sanitarium. So then the other thing that we found interesting that you might be interested in which I am going to be cross-referencing symbols of, is this. It's going to lay it on him, huh? Yep. <laughs> what, she, what she hands you is... I figured he can handle it. Yeah, go ahead and roll sand. Okay. <laughs> Gladly. Welcome to Gaming Night. Roll sand. All right. Let's go with the swirly dice. Yeah. All right. No. 80 over 65. Really? Okay. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh, you luck out. One sand, sir. Uh, I lose one? You lose one point of sand. Uh, what you see there is rather shocking. Um, beyond the... doctor stuff, he'd be fine. Yeah. Um, for the most part, normal doctor stuff yes. is perfectly fine with. Sure. This, this is, is something... Awesome. No, you would not see this in a medical log. This piece of parchment here is rather startling. It appears as if there are some strange and strange arcane writings on it, and then also there's some rather ghastly depictions of the human body and what might be going on with that body. Yes. I don't uh, well, I must confess my medical knowledge is not as uh, useful here. We thought maybe it would... Bless you, Mr. Doyle. Have some more insight into it. Some of those symbols I can cross-reference in some of my books. Well, this is all obviously the spinal column, uh, the specific vertebrae. Um, perhaps some sort of cerebral infection. Uh, I, I, I mean, if I'm spitballing here, yeah, as you say, I'm baseballing. I don't know. I would have to look at it. I don't know. This is obviously some sort of brain tissue. And what is that? Well, it looks like teeth, so is that maybe how it's referencing how it infects? Bite, perhaps. Because um, we've seen bites on other... Also, uh, the teeth here, the mandibles here, are also quite prominent. 
I, 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 I don't wish to look at this right now. <laughs> I respect you. Totally understandable, given given what you've seen. I will I will come back to that, I promise. But at the moment... There was also a playbill. Hmm. Playbill? Yes. Yeah. If you think it's important. Are we going to the theater? Yeah. Well, whether I think it is important, I do not believe in coincidence. I doubt you do as well, Mr. Joy. Nope. Uh, we wind up with the feast of heart. Is that the same playbill that, uh, was a trainer or Willis when I entered his apartment I found one there you went to the um, no I also went to one of the apartments with the guy uh, one of them. I can't remember if it's trainer or Willis oh right you went to Willis Willis is because trainer lived perhaps he might have been staying in the Swift apartment it's hard to say. You can always ask him. Wait, no, he's dead. Sorry. Hmm. Yeah. Um, still asked. So yeah, same same playbill. Okay. What is the what are the dates and what is the most what is the the next show? Got a paper? Probably. I mean, your doctor's office. I would yeah. assume. <laughs> Go out into the waiting area and grab the paper. Grab today's paper. Grab a paper and yeah. Unfold it and start looking through the, the you know arts and entertainment mm-hmm. section of the paper. Uh, and it looks like the opera in question, Blossom Time, mm-hmm. the play, as it were, stopped production probably a good month ago. Okay. It stopped just after, probably just after Valentine's Day. It, it has a review because uh, they have to keep everything that they played for the year mm-hmm. in the paper. And it basically tells a tale of um, this, this tale of lost, unrequited love. And they talk about it's a it's a spring play. It's meant for you know the, the to, to lighten hearts before before things you know thaw, so to speak. As far as the, it's a play, a play for young lovers and friends. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Hmm. So maybe he was taking a girl. I see that playbill. Mm-hmm. So him and Willis had this. I wonder if there's somebody that there is somebody in the performance or something else there. Or something else there. Well, that would mean we would need to speak someone in the performance or investigate the theater. Right. Is there anything else going on in the theater yet? Uh, at the moment, yeah, there's a totally different play going on. Who was in the play? Was it, were there any names? No, not any big names. Mostly Chicago performance artists that... But no familiar names that would jump out at mm-hmm. us? No. Or jump out at Miss O'Shea? Mm, I don't think so, no. She moves in different circles. She absolutely is in a jazz club. Yeah, the the theatery artsy people are probably too good for me. Yeah, well, they probably make more money. It's a stretch, I hope, but still, I mean, we have very few other actual clues. We do. Some of you need to go up to that sanitarium and visit uh, 
I thought Heather was doing that. She did go up. Uh, she did not. We well, just she, found out she, about she, it still. She, she was considering it, yes. Oh. Well, a sanitarium. You would need someone with medical credentials to get in. Right. Well, I mean, you could always go and visit. Sure. But if you actually wanted to... See the records or anything. You're probably going to need to be a doctor. If only we right. one. Wait, if only. Mm. All right, well, Mr. Doyle, I guess it has been decided that I'm going to the sanitarium. <laughs> Who else would like to go with me? We're all going to end there anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I can go with. it seems you want to go with me. Because if we're going to try and dig up Grace... Should probably have another female with you in an all-female place. Good mm. and good thinking, Mr. Doyle. Uh, how do you feel about investigating the bl- blossom time with uh, Mr. Forsyth? They were actually thinking about doing that. Or do they need somebody need a date? So um, it's not. James, give me a luck roll. I don't need a date. My credit rating is forty-five. <laughs> yes, thirty-one under sixty-five. Um. You, when you were looking through the paper and you were rifling through the, uh, the section for the theater arts, you remember seeing you remember seeing that their showtimes, specifically mm. for the theater, are Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays, mm. and that the only day they're actually closed of the week is Monday, which is tomorrow morning. So they're going to be closed. Oh. And while he could probably go there as a private investigator, like, uh, slap the paper down in front of him. I'm just saying. <clears throat> If you're going to talk to someone, right. you would probably know that there would be less. There's going to be less people if it's closed. In general, I've already broken into four different places in the past uh, oh. two days. We'll probably not break into another one. <laughs> I'd say if I stop a perfectly good streak, <laughs> no, we can go to the hospital. Hospital it is. All right. So what I'm going to do is what's called redlining. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just pull a Scooby Doo and, and no, 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 no. That's correct. That's redlining. And so I'm just going to go. Okay. People get a little rest, they reconvene, and you head back, meet back up, and then Mr. Forsyth, I assume, is driving. Yes. Because he's the owner of the vehicle. Um, You get into the vehicle, and you head north. Well, actually, technically, she could get a vehicle, but I don't know how that would work. It's been a while since Uh, I've been in a car ride. She's not going to want to go out of town. Yeah, that's probably. It has been a long time since I've been in an automobile ride. This would be quite enjoyable. Yeah. You could always take the train up there. Where did well. I put my driving gloves? One moment. <laughs> so. I figured you'd want to be in the rumble seat with your nurse. I mean, I don't have a rumble seat, but you can Lily pretend. Isn't coming with me. I'm leaving Lily here. <laughs> the further we go, the more I'm quite certain I will not be bringing Lily with. Yeah, I don't think you'd want to bring Lily with you. Just... As a doctor, you're going to want to leave someone here. Absolutely. That is a Monday morning that we'd be leaving. Mm-hmm. So I would want her here to at least handle the minor patients that come in. And She's competent. Absolutely. I mean, she's, she's been looking after you while you've been going crazy the weekend. So, <laughs> And she can fill prescriptions. And honestly, Monday mornings, that's all I want. Really good. <laughs> she can dole out liquor with the best of them. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. You drive north. You drive north to... Well, it can only really be called one thing, and that's Dunning. The uh, the, the Chicago State uh, Asylum at Dunning is 
Well, fairly infamous for those of us who live in the Chicago area. Anybody who's lived here most of their life, Dunning is the type of place where it's, it has the kind of namesake that kids use to joke about with other kids. They're going to send you to Dunning. You'll get Dunning. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of place. Work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is a very, very traditional type of asylum. It's very uh, low for the most part. Uh, it's wide. Mm-hmm. And there are multiple buildings. There's a very long drive up. Um, so what I'll do is I will show you guys some pictures. So that way you can see what I'm talking about. I don't know if any of you have ever spent any time in one of these places. Um, not, of course, insinuating anything. But anyone you speak to that is not a member of the staff, do not give them anything. Try not to make any physical contact. There will be all sorts here. And some of them could easily be arrived to anger or violence. If you do encounter any problems, do not hesitate to call for me or an orderly as quickly as possible. These things can get out of hand quite fast. Very it looks large. nice. A big, big sweeping stone steps as you go up. Arches and stuff like that. And then inside... It has a very similar feel to <coughs> standard um, asylums of the day. Mm. So <clears throat> you get a lot of the trees here as you guys drive up carry the sadness of the building with it. They droop. The branches kind of dip low and as the as the auto kind of plums along closer and closer to the building, you almost feel that the engine's going to develop a cough, as if a sickness that resides here in Dunning, one that's not sensible by the nose or the ears, is going to infect the car and force it over. Uh, But you do finally arrive. This is one of the hallways that was common at Dunning, with people just laying in the hallway. I do not like these places. Of course, you haven't seen that yet. Dunning was once called... A tomb for the living. Uh, and just a quick historical note. Uh, Chicago Asylum at Dunning got closed. Twice. Uh, until it eventually got turned into Chicago Reed Hospital. And then eventually, in I think the late 30s or 40s, uh, Dunning was completely demolished and leveled. And even then. Because they couldn't get it. They couldn't get the ick out of the building. Yeah. They had to level it. I've... Heard that happening before. So welcome to Dunning, everybody. Yeah. There's ample parking out front. Big long <laughs> boulevard you get to park up next to. Get out, adjust my hat, grab my doctor's bag. I cannot promise you that the, this will be in any way pleasant. In fact, I can promise you that it will not be. Well, nothing else in involved in this case has been pleasant, so you're about to be you're about to meet a new low, Mr. Doyle. <laughs> Trudge up the steps to the door. <laughs> Yeah, a wide brick building of uh, State Hospital Dunning probably reminds some of you of a school because of the size and the arch entrances. Um, you can feel uh, just that general malaise that floats between the, the budding spring trees here. While they are budding finally here in March, you have a feeling that... There won't be a lot of fruit on these trees? Yeah, probably not. Since the early years of Dunning, the hospital dealt with a ton of difficulties. Anybody here in... You know, that's a local Chicago investigator... 
uh, at least for the past five or ten years. Uh, we know that fires, power problems, water issues have been, have been well known here, and there have been riots. As a doctor, have I, I've, I've heard quite a bit about Dunning, I assume. Uh, yeah, it's got a reputation. Try to avoid yeah. sending patients there if at oh, all yeah. possible. And you have probably, in your past experience, doctor, you have probably found creative ways around recommending people here. Just because of the, the, the your your nature of wanting to make sure people are okay, and uh, you would be concerned about sending them here. No one sent to Dunning is okay. Not for long. Uh, over the years, it gained a reputation around the children of Chicago, like I mentioned. Mentioned it's a place you would send your worst enemies. Vis- visiting hours are from uh, ten to four. You guys have arrived pretty early on in the morning. So as you arrive, a spot hidden. We'll see if you guys can swear. Is it just me or does this place make your teeth hurt? It makes a lot of things hurt. I not even a little bit. I am totally like trying to. <laughs> Fifteen. Yes. Nice. Oh, very good. Half. Half. Excellent. Nope. If, if you made your roll, check your boxes, make sure. Oh, yeah. If it's not already. Uh, so, Mr. Doyle and Ms. O'Shea, uh, you catch sight in one of the upper windows uh, at Dunning. You catch the sight of humanoid forms. You can't really tell man or woman, but you see forms in the window staring out in between the, the slight cut of the curtain. Me and Mr. Forsyth went up the stairs first and didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, <but he> didn't. <laughs> You didn't. I hold the door open for Miss O'Shea. Like, did they stand there for a while, like, as we're looking, or...? Yeah, they don't move. They just stand there. I I feel like I'm holding the lion's mouth open for the lambs, but (laughs) I hold the door open for people as they enter. Fair enough. There are ample amounts of signs, signage, to direct you towards the main uh, reception area. The... Vestibule, the opening area for this place looks with within reason. It appears as if it's, you know, well, it might be spartan and, and simple. It does appear to be clean. All right. Well, shall we head up to the front desk? Okay. Uh, there are a couple of orderlies there working the front desk. Uh, and then there is a nurse that sits behind uh, the counter, and she appears to be writing in a logbook and just kind of busying about her Monday morning. You see no other people waiting in the waiting area. Although visiting hours did just open, just to be clear. So it's just past 10 at this point. Right. I get approached and just calmly wait, you know, I sure. don't interrupt her, her morning. Uh, she eventually looks up. Oh, uh, I, I apologize. I didn't see you there. That is okay, my dear. Uh, good evening, uh, good after- good morning, I'm sorry, I've been traveling for quite a while. Um, I'm here to see a specific patient. Uh, of course, and you are? A, uh, my name is Dr. Tattenbach. Dr. Tattenbach. A very good doctor, and you're, who are you here to see? Uh, I'm here to see uh, the Grace Holden, please. Mm-hmm. Grace Holden. She sets the uh, logbook aside, mm-hmm. and she pulls out another kind of almost looks like an accounting book. Mm-hmm. It's just a really long, it's got like hard cover to it. It's got a label on it. You catch it real quick as she opens it up and says patience. Okay. As she opens it up and she starts first. Is there coffee brewing? Probably somewhere. Okay. 
it smells good, doesn't it, Mr. Doyle? It does. It's wonderful. It smells She gets to a, a page and she starts going down. Uh, yes. I have her here. Are you her doctor? I am. I have uh, the family physician. Very good. Persuade, please. Okay. <laughs> Eleven under twenty. No, sorry. No, I missed it by one. Okay, sorry. I had so, ten. So, so eleven. You can spend you, luck. You can spend luck. Okay. You spend a point of luck. Okay. I spend a point to, of luck to make that a success. Okay. Right. Awesome. Okay. Sweet. So give me your line then. What's that? You, you're her physician. Yes, I am her physician. I am her physician. I've, I've been her family physician for um, a short time now, and uh, I unfortunately was not able to gain as much information about the family as. I would like, and I really would like to do an examination of my family's patient, or one of the patients in my family, please. Well, uh, I can absolutely let you see her. Wonderful. So she um, takes up the log book and she mm-hmm. writes in it and then kind of flaps it up on the receptionist desk. If you would just uh, sign an initial, please. Ah, wonderful. I'll get to the rest of you folks in just a moment, okay? All right. Mr. Doyle, I've, my eyes are not great. If you could hold the page, of course. Sure the delight is. Of course. I'd make sure he can see the rest of the page, uh-huh. just in case there's any other information on either of the pages. And I Would you like to use Spot Hidden to make any sort of direct glance at what's going on? Oh, yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> extreme success. Very good. Uh, so there isn't anything right now on this list page that you see, um, but when you do see, what you do pick out is that the admitting nurse, when she wrote Grace Holden's name, after she wrote it, she put a star next to it. Nobody else on the list has a star next to their name. Hmm. She takes it back. Thank you very much. Um, I would also like if you would... Um, so kind. Two more things, and I promise we will be out of your hair very shortly. Um, I, an orderly, perhaps, to see the records room, in which any records of Miss Holden, I would be needing those as well. Uh, copies are fine, of course. You may keep the original set of them. And two, may I please have a cup of that delicious coffee that's right there? Of course, Doctor. Um, I'll have um, Theodore come here. You see a orderly gentleman, probably six foot, maybe um, 190, 200 pounds, uh, walks over. This is uh, Theodore. He'll help you get to the records room. Oh, thunderbar. Thank you, Chuck. This is uh, Grace Holden's doctor. And I will absolutely get your uh, coffee. Just uh, give me a moment, okay? Of course, there's no rush. You have been more than accommodating, my dear. And just give me a moment, folks. After I deal with this, I'll be back to help you, okay? He stands up and heads out. Well, um, well, the orderly is there. Yeah. Um, Theodore, was it? Yes, sir. Ah, very good. Um, well, I'm anxious to see my patient, so if you don't mind, I would like to send my assistant, and uh, this is actually her, this is one of our, uh, an interested member of the Holden party that would be helping us. Um, could I send them with you to the records room? She, anything she does is, of course, proxy to me, and will be completely knowledge. Otherwise, if you would prefer to be wait, we can wait. It may take a little longer, though. Well, if you're her doctor, I don't see the issue with it. Nor do I. Good man. Very smart. I can see you're going to go far around here. 
Okay. A nod to Mr. Doyle and Miss O'Shea and, you know, Mr. Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, I'm going with you, Doctor. Oh, well, Mr. Forsyth, it would be good company to have. Yes. Uh, yes. Mr. Doyle, Miss O'Shea, mm-hmm. I just need the records. Copies will be fine. Absolutely, Doc. <laughs> okay. Um, Theodore is going to uh, go ahead and lead on. So the, you can go with that mod. We'll just be sitting in the waiting room until right. coffee gets back, and then when it gets back, I'll be doing exactly this. <sighs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> go see Grace, huh? And then I'll go see Grace. <laughs> Mr. Doyle and Miss O'Shea, you begin walking down through Dunn. The orderly takes out from a very large ring of keys uh, a key and starts opening doors, and you can see pretty quickly why they keep the doors locked here. As you enter the first long hallway, uh, you kind of pick your way through people. Uh, The chairs, those of them that sit in chairs, some people are very direct and intent at staring at the floor. Others watch you intently as they move past. Some of the bodies are assumed to be sleeping on the floor, perhaps passed out from any sort of pharmaceutical concoctions that they've been able to come up with, or perhaps exhaustion. It is fairly clear from your first few steps inside Dunning that they are overcrowded. And you can tell that the bleach that gets used here is fairly strong. And so the medicinal effect that you're used to inside most doctor's office, even even Dr. Tottenbach's office, because he has to keep things clean. Mm. There is a, there's a definitive uh, step up in scale. Yeah. This is an aggressively clean smell. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, they walk you down to the center point of the building and then out the back. Uh, when they walk you out the back, they walk you to... You see a long building on your right and a long building on your left. You see two of them. Uh, they walk you to the left, and they head you down towards... Uh, what appears to be a dormitory, for lack of a better term. And you can see that there are people out in the yard having morning exercise, if that's what you call it. Um, Many of it is just people existing out here. It's not even exercise, per se. It looks like attempts are being made, but the orderlies aren't really very enthusiastic about it. Theodore does not speak. He just continues moving. When you get to the dormitory, which is again that long building on the left, you see a sign which says female dormitory. So it's pretty clear that they separate both the men and the women here. Not surprising. They Theodore gets you past two of the locked doors and then into another receptionist who, for the most part, doesn't really give much of a glance as you guys walk through. But Theodore walks you left, and then you go down another hallway, and then you start seeing female patients. Much like their male counterparts, they wear a specific dress, and they're in any manner of state. Some are well-kept, some are completely unkempt, and others are kind of somewhere in the middle. Uh, But you get led to a, not a patio area, but... It's a sunroom of anything, right? It's, there, are, there are several windows in this room, which is much 
different than the rest of the hospital has been. And it seems several of the female patients have congregated here. And they are, you know, sitting and talking or they're mumbling to one another. And Theodore says, stay here. I'll collect Grace for you. We were looking for Grace. No, they, they were, were going, going, they to were going to records. I know. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. So we're all going in so, or they no, were no, they went. Oh, okay. He turns to you and goes, I thought you were looking for Grace. You're not looking for Grace? Well, the doctor was going to investigate. Uh, going to uh, examine Grace. Making a spot hit them all. Yes. Barely. You see his eyes dilate just a bit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, the records, of course. He turns around. I, like, I'm going to look, like... Is there anybody that... Because she has a description in her death certificate or whatever that but was. That's her admittance. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She Is has that the one that was redacted, too? Color. No, that's one Heather has is the old Yeah, hair color, something. black, eye color, brown, yeah. height, 5'3", weight, 112 pounds. That's a probably of, a bit a different. in here. Um, yeah. The only one that is actively, that you've seen that's actively looking at you is mouthing the words, help me, help me, help me at you. She's not speaking, but she's trying to communicate with you. The tough part for you to like juxtapose it with is the fact that she's confined at the moment. Like they have her strapped to a chair. Okay. But you don't see a woman meeting that description here. Oh, there isn't one. You don't see, you don't see Grace Holden here. I mean, that, that you would believe is Grace Holden. Most ladies in here have either brown or black hair. There's one lady here who's blonde, and there's no way it's Grace Holden because she's too old. Oh, no, Grace black. has black, black hair. Oh, does it? Does yeah. it black Grace hair? has black hair or brown eyes. Okay. Um, so, so, yeah, there could be a couple of ladies in here, sorry. Okay. But they're probably, like, in dressing gowns and stuff, so you, I wouldn't be able you to see. You'd have to go and ask them. Well, no, like... As I can see them, oh. like, are their, like, shoulders showing? Like, you know, because I'm looking for bite marks, basically. Oh, okay. Um, just as a cursory glance, you don't see any. But you probably, depending on where the bite marks are, you might have to do a closer examination. Okay. Theo, Theodore leaves. He walks out. Almost like he's going to go retrieve something. Like, and just leaves us there? Yep. I'm still back in the white room and think about it. I'm literally... So, Mr. Forsyth, I hope they are having... Yeah, they're doing bad. I think. Who's coughing? I'm going to, like, start inching <laughs> a little bit closer to, like, the ladies, like... And, like, looking around and, like... So the one that's restrained, I mean... Mm. What is... So does she have black hair? She or does. She has, okay. I guess I'll look out in the hall. You look out in the hall. Gone. It looks like yeah, he's he's already around the corner. The hair in the back of your neck starts standing up. Detective sits. You see, you see another orderly, a different guy, come in. Like same. Same same orderly uh, uniform, a little bit smaller, a little bit you know shorter, a little bit thinner. He comes in. I help you, folks. Yeah, uh, Theo was supposed to be taking us to the records room. Theo. Theodore. Right. Yeah, we don't call him Theo around here. Um, records, okay. 
Yeah, you're you're definitely in the wrong spot. Yeah. Um, they just left us here and walked off. Oh. Yeah, the war does funny things to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Been there. Let me see if I can help you folks out, okay? He uh, kind of walks you down back a bit the way you came. Well, I'm going to stay a step behind and like look at the other lady and go, Grace? Which, which lady? The lady that's confined. Give me a... Let me see your character sheet. <laughs> right? Let me see your character sheet. You won't be needing that anymore. Oh. Let's light it on fire. This is in pencil. This is what we need to do. I'm going to roll 3d6. Another 3d6. Am I right up new character? I would like you to make a psychology roll. Psychology. 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 Oh. For this specific, it's tough, I know, but it's. I mean, I already know that they're insane, so they could say whatever they well, want. Well, it's not that you're trying to pick up a visual cue. Oh yeah. Um, no, okay. that's a thirty-four yeah. when I have ten percent. I mean, can you spend a luck? You, uh, you, when you spend luck, she has to spend it point for point. Point oh. for point. Yeah. So yeah, it would be twenty-four luck. You just going to go ahead with that twenty-four. Luck I don't. I don't know that twenty-four luck is worth at this point. But that's no. the determination that you make on your own. Right. Right. She, the woman, the woman in, that's confined to the chair, she looks around a little bit, um, and she ends up looking, she, it looks like, as if something's caught her eye out the window, and she starts looking out the window, like, intently. Okay. Hmm. Look at the other ladies. Uh, there's all sorts of things going on in here. The ladies in this room have two two separate modes. Either they're very quiet mm-hmm. right. and, and very focused, or sleeping possibly, or they're raucous. raucous and raving. Many of them are talking about how they miss their children. Mm-hmm. Um, many of them are discussing like lost loves and husbands, and you hear ranting about, like, my husband was in the war, and he, he killed the Red Baron, and all sorts of just wacky, wacky stuff. Right. So and so will be home soon. Well, oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Donnie, be home soon. Don't worry, everything will be fine. Uh, everything will be fine. Telegraph illness. Oh yeah, it's the telegraph sickness. Breaks more than one woman around this time. Sadly, yes. So the two of you eventually exit, mm-hmm. and you get brought to a rather, mm, rather rectangular working room that has a bunch of filing cabinets in it, and your orderly begins you know, just walking down the aisle until he gets to H, and then he pulls out a manila envelope and kind of sets it on there. Thank you. How do you know Grace? Uh, I'm her uh, cousin. She's a doctor's uh, nurse. Hmm. <laughs> sure you are, buddy. Was that Persuade? Yeah. Yeah. It's Uber. Eh, no. You could push it. No. You could push it. Hold on, hold on. Before you roll, tell me why you're rolling. (laughs) Give it up nice. I know, I know, I know. I'm trying to, like, back him up with, um... So, now you're backing him up. Well, I mean, like, with, like, looks like, you know, like, bat and Okay, so you could... Can I pull it out for you? Keep pulling the blouse down until he forgets what he's doing. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you could push the roll 
based off of her attempting to assist you. So when we push roles in the game, the thing to remember is you have to tell me how, what you're coming up with to push the role. So maybe you're coming up with something outlandish like, listen, I didn't want to talk about this at the front desk, but Grace Holden and I were lovers. Mm -hmm. And I have to get in here to make sure that, like, you know, yada, yada, Um, yada is true. Actually, I'll just, um, well, I never actually met Grace. We're cousins, but we never met. Hmm. I'm just trying to wrap up some uh, family issues. Fair enough. Okay, that's a lot better. I was going to say, and then I'm like, when he says family issues. He, He doesn't smile, but you can tell that he's a bit more understanding. I, I think I get it. All right, well, the file's here. If you want to step over there, please. Yeah. He points to, like, uh, an area of the room where there's a, a desk and a lamp and a couple of chairs. He shuts the filing cabinet and pushes the lock in. She comes back with your coffee, Dr. Tumbach. A wunderbar. Here you are. A wunderbar. Thank you so much. It's quite delicious. As good as it's meant. Your other two guests? Uh, they're in records. Oh. I no, no need to take up any more of your time than probably. Uh, I had sent my assistant ahead first. And, of course, uh, of course. Are you planning on seeing Grace today? Yes, please. It's, um, I, I would like to do a precursor examination, if you don't mind. Uh, perhaps a more advanced examination at some other point in the near future. But right now, I would like to see her at least general state and do it. Precursory, as I said. Not that I do not trust your work. You seem very capable, madam. But, of course, being a physician of the family, I must do my due diligence, if you will. I've, I've never actually worked with Grace. Oh. There are a few other doctors and nurses here who have worked with her. Sure. Next, uh, she's in the dormitory. She's in the, the female ward of the dormitory here. She kind of looks down the, the hallway left and right and doesn't see anybody. Give me just one moment. I am a very experienced medical professional, madam. If you just point the way, I'm sure that me and my associate here would be fine. Of course, usual rules, no touching, no uh, giving, no biting. <laughs> well, uh, no, actually, we, we need to get someone to escort you because of the doors. She ah, I see. She stands up and kind of heads back in to the uh, office area behind the reception of this. Mm. And then a moment or two later, she pops out with uh, another man, another orderly. This is... Uh, Reginald, he taps his enormous shoulder. <laughs> Reginald, uh, nice so to meet he's you. around about uh, six four to forty years. My so God, you are a wall of a man, aren't you? <laughs> he's um, a big boy. He uh, he smiles. Hey, <laughs> you are perfectly suited for this position, or perhaps for mm, American football. Perhaps you have been to university. <laughs> Stand up. He's still um, going to university. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he kind of pushes aside his rather broad is in full mustache right. uh, and, and smiles. <laughs> so, good morning, doctor. Uh, a man from the homeland. Ah, uh, wunderbar. In German. <laughs> it is so wonderful to be able to speak normally. <laughs> yeah, replies in German, of course, I understand. My mother and family only came here uh, five or so years ago, before the war. Of course. Uh, got too bad. And then uh, I, I came here because it was good paying work, and 
It's better than being in a war. I don't drop my smile, but I look around. This place is horrible, isn't it? It's abysmal. How do you survive a day after day in this place? <laughs> Lots of bleach. <laughs> it smells like it. Speaking of, as we walk, speaking yeah. of, uh, Reginald, was it? Yes. <laughs> do you see, have you seen anything around here that you would qualify as, um, I mean, I'm assuming where you work, <laughs> extraordinarily unusual? He pulls out his keys and goes to the first door. Mm-hmm. He says, I think the doctors here are a little quick with medicine. Mm-hmm. He puts his key in and turns it and opens the door. My worry is that they are, they use it as a crutch. Mm-hmm. You hear the receptions from the desk. Reginald, use English, please. Size. I turned around. Mine got, <sighs> it was my fault, madam. Is I'm sure, like me, we rarely get to speak in our original tongue. Please. Reginald, it would be fine. You speak in English, you have a very great, very good grasp of the, of the language. Thank you, Doctor. Indeed. He closes the door and walks you guys down that first hallway. It doesn't really get quote unquote creepy or mm. bad. Sure. Until about halfway down, and that's when you start seeing the people like laying in the hallway and like kind of some things that would concern you as a doctor, like where why don't these people have places to his pets? And this is when I look at you guys and say, run like it's Bill on wood! <laughs> uh, you walk out. Actually walk through the main building. And then walk out and then to the left. And he begins, Reginald begins taking you towards another long building. He explains that uh, the, the women and the men here are separated. And so we have to go to the women's dormitory for it. Absolutely. You are walked down the hall past the you know multitude of... Uh, you know, somewhat inebriated asylum folks. Baby at the table. Mm-hmm. The you are let out the back door, and then down a small, basically not stone path, but a, a walkway that leads to a dormitory building. Behind the dormitory building, you can see that there's some sort of smokestack, probably for a crematorium. Um, crematorium, or maybe in some some sort of incinerator. incinerator. You can see that there are other smaller buildings on site as well. Uh, you also see, as the folks who came before you saw, you see several people. It appears to be on the back lawn going through some sort of calisthenics program. Uh, except the orderly who is leading them through this is a little less than enthusiastic. And so people are kind of wandering. Uh, Look at Reginald. Snowman. Since we're away from Nurse Ratchet at the front desk, go back to German. Is this normal? Unfortunately, he replies in German. Unfortunately, I do not control uh, the schedules here. Nothing runs on time anymore. Nothing works properly. Uh, the water here. Doctor, do not drink the water. I do not wish to, but perhaps should I take a sample? <laughs> the city knows the extent of the water problem. Yes. I see. It's filthy. Yeah. It's it is because the water table here is bad. It has been poisoned by something. I have no idea what. They are finding... They have found sulfur deposits in the water. Really? High levels of sulfur? Higher levels. Than normal. Mm, not from around here. Before we enter the house, or the building proper... The dormitory. Yeah. yeah. And is there anyone other that works the hospital around closer or is it just us uh, so far it's just the three of you although okay. the walkway between the main building and the women's dormitory is not very far okay Reginald you have no reason to do so you can say no of course but 
Is there a way that you could show me where the pump, water pump house is also at? I. He looks around. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell, he yeah. just immediately yeah. first blush. He looks like he's yeah. probably not supposed to tell you this. Right. Um, he replies in German that if you go behind the girls' dormitory to where the incinerator is, and then you turn immediately eastward, you should be able to go to the pumping station. Um, although it is locked, and you would need a key for it. Wunderbar. Thank you. Mr. Forsyth, <laughs> attend to me, please. Yes, doctor. Uh, is Miss Holden, uh, I, again to Reginald, this time in English, mm. Reginald, is Miss Holden in here? Yes. Thank you. I'm sure you have many things to do. Many. You may leave the key with me if you'd like, and we will lock the door after that. I am, of course, a medical trained doctor, don't worry, and I will not do anything to endanger someone from the whole motherland. Unfortunately, the key is the same key I would get back into the room with. Ah, I see. I, I cannot be without it. Then perhaps you would wait out here for a few minutes? I will. Thank you. Mr. Forsyth, with me. Enter the building. Uh, you guys enter. Uh, this is at the time when Miss O'Shea and Mr. Doyle are reading through the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Um, you get walked directly past the uh, dormitory receptionist desk here, where there is a female nurse working. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get walked past a couple of orderlies and then into uh, a longer hallway and then eventually what looks like a set of uh, dorm rooms. There's a line of rooms. This is a what we would call what you would call a Kirkbride style asylum. So very common late 1800s, uh, especially in America. Kirkbride is basically a two to three floor longhouse building, mm-hmm. right? That's that's mm-hmm. built out on a it's almost as if the buildings here on the campus here form a, a sort of like elongated V. Okay, kind of almost an arterial setup. Yep. Where you have like a you have a main and then you have two branches, right, like east exactly. wing, west wing sort of. Right. Thing. And the branches are separated because they're obviously male mm-hmm. and female patients sure. and they have to be separated here. If this if Dunning operates how you would assume it does, those two groups do not come into contact very often, if at all. Mm-hmm. The patients, the male patients mm-hmm. are probably some of them are probably here for some Fairly violent and possible vile things problems. that they did, yeah. Okay. Rapacious and such. <sighs> I certainly hope Miss O'Shea and Mr. Doyle are right. I are the doors in here are they labeled name wise or are they just numbers? They are Unmarked. not labeled with Unmarked. names Unmarked. and they are uh, they are labeled with numbers. Okay. So uh, the receptionist or the nurse behind the counter looks up when she sees you come in. Uh, this is a some this is not definitely an older lady, but mm. uh, she has more of a matronly sure. uh, appearance. Good afternoon, for like. Uh, I am Doctor Tattenbach. Uh, I am here to see Grace Holden. Mm. Please. Yes, yeah, the front desk rang. Mm. One moment. She stands up and she uh, comes out from behind the desk, mm. and then gestures down the hallway. On came under our one arm, doctor's bag under the other. Um, the admittance is for fifteen minutes. Wonderful. Um, Will that be enough time, doctor? Uh, fifteen minutes would be actually quite fine. Um, and as Mister Forsyth here is not a trained medical professional, do you mind if he waits outside the building? Would that be fine, Mister Forsyth? Would you rather have me wait inside, doctor? I would not. Um, Mr. Forsyth, uh, as is she leaving or? Yeah, she kind of. Okay. She's just kind of 
trailing out of your okay. immediate range because she. Yeah. Mr. Falsyth, outside. Um, the original to the. Uh, I drop my the the tone of my voice. You know the doctor sure. confidentiality. <coughs> Go right ahead. Outside. Richard, the gentleman over there uh, mentioned something about Zavato here, and I am a little concerned about the patients. If you could do me a large favor and investigate, well, just take a brief look at the water pump. I think it would be most illuminating. Sure I thing, that. I think you will find it back by the incinerator. That's a corner. You see the nurse waiting at a door. <laughs> yes, I think my associate will wait outside. Very good, doctor. Very good. Thank you. You two finish up in the records room. Okay. Um, you get her okay. medical records. Do either of you have medicine? No. That's no. okay, because I can give you some what I would call known knowns. You see a copy of the exact admittance form that the doctor has. Okay. There are some differences in the form. Okay. So, give me a moment, yes. and I will tell you the what the differences are. Okay. Uh, this form here, the form he has, clearly states uh, that her religious persuasion is Catholic. That is also true on this form. Okay. The suicidal tendencies, which on this form is, lab- uh, is labeled unknown, that is labeled yes. The second form... Okay. Uh, the line which says vascular and respiratory organs and abdominal viscera. I believe it, I believe it's pronounced. I could be wrong. Viscera. 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 Mm-hmm. Sorry. Where it is noted here that it says steady breathing, it shows increased and rapid breathing, which also shows a discrepancy in her heart rate. The heart rate on the original form is much higher. So she has a lower heart rate. On this form that I on, have. Yes. On wait on the form we've on the form that the doctor has, she is she seems to be while it, I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth or words in your head for that matter, but the the original forms that you're viewing here, she has it says that she has suicidal tendencies, that her heart rate is faster than the one that the doctor's okay. form shows, and that her uh, her breathing was not steady at all, was rapid. And it looks as if the attending physician was fairly concerned about it. You see a picture of Grace Holden. So now you know what she looks like. Was it that lady? Sure was. Just gut feeling. Okay. When you get down to her room, Doctor, mm-hmm. the attending nurse opens the door and there's no one there. And the nurse looks for a moment and she goes, Strange. Uh, perhaps she's down in the garden area. Perhaps. She closes the door. Doesn't lock it, just closes the door. Um, may I take a brief precursory glance at her room? Sometimes the environment can tell a lot about a patient. Of course, I My dear, for I open the door and toss the place. Inside. Yeah, flip the mattress, uh, light a fire. <laughs> <laughs> so knock on. Hey, knock on. I found a fire under her bed. <laughs> knock on the walls. Knock on the walls for hidden panels. Um, when we leave um, the records room, is that um, orderly waiting for us? Uh, yes, the orderly is waiting for you. The yeah, records room is actually not. It's just down the hall from the main desk. And when you guys leave the records room, 
you can see at the far, far end of the hall, we're talking probably a good probably a good hundred or so feet, or if not more, you can see that there is the, the lady that was sitting behind the receptionist desk is down at the other end of the hall. She looks like she's doing something. Mr. Forsythe has cleared the hallway at this point, so he's not viewable to, to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. Okay, so the records room is in the same building as the women? Yeah, yeah because because of uh, the way Kirkbrides work, the attending physicians would need documents close by when they're going to attend to patients, mm-hmm. and it's easier to keep male and female records separate. Okay, well, then I'm going to look at the attending and be like, well, we'll just meet up with the doctor um, and Grace. He nods. He escorts you completely from the room. Um, and then kind of ushers you back towards the main uh, re- reception area for the dormitory. Okay. Well, tell me what you're doing, doctor. Well, progressory glance at the room first. Uh, obvious fixtures, bed. It is very Spartan in here. Um, the bed is very simple. There is okay. a rocking chair. Okay. Um, there are no windows. Okay. Obvious. There are very few personal effects, if any. Okay. Rock the rocking chair back and forth. Does it creak? Uh, a bit, yeah. Okay. So that's well used. Look under the pillow and under the bed briefly. We use the use the tip of my cane to lift the mattress a little. I don't really want to touch the mattress as much, but. Yeah. <laughs> There seems to be something under her bed. It's uh, small, probably no longer than three or four inches, no wider than maybe two or three inches. It almost looks like, I don't know, it's, it's white and papery. You're not sure what it is. It's a name. <laughs> use my cane to, use the head of my cane to yeah, fish it out. When you, when you fish it out, it, not disintegrates, but it, it, it rips in half. Oh, okay. Um, it looks like. Uh, give me a. Um, what sciences do you have, if any? I have. Okay, now I've got. Let me give see. me natural world by chance. I have. Well, let's see. A medicine. I don't have. I'm just the normal ten. I do have seventy five percent biology. Yeah, go for it. All right. I'll give you a biology roll for it. Thirty seven under seventy five. Check that box. Hey, yeah. That appears to be molt. Like skin, uh-huh. like, like snake skin, kind of a... Yeah, something molted in here. Now, uh, it's not unheard of for snakes to get in buildings. So. Sure. But is this skin snake-like at all? You said it was, what, a couple inches a long? A little bit, yeah. I mean, you don't see any intricate uh, scale patterns. Sure. They seem a little bit longer or wider than you're familiar with, but... I'm getting a definite Junji Edo vibe here. Um, open up my doctor <laughs> bag. Uh, any, any, any empty jars... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. You're I, a jar connoisseur. Sure. I drop the bits into a jar, drop it back into the bag, both yeah. in game and real life. I cannot pass up a really neat jar. It's weird. Yeah, it was a little jar. jar. It's like the meat. <laughs> They're weirdly shaped and stuff. Yeah, just don't just don't can your peaches in it afterwards. Yeah. Okay, Doc. Um, yeah. So you uh, exit. I do. Um, um, if there's nothing else to see, you know, quick look around. If there's nothing else to flip over, yes, I will go back outside. The nurse is waiting. Okay. Um, Rather impatient? Yes, she's staring at the room, the door. You open it. I do apologize for my tautiness. This way, Doctor. I close the door behind me, very gently. Um, She walks back down the hallway. Okay. 
Mr. Forsyth. Yes. Uh, you exit, and you see Reginald standing there, looking kind of oafish. <laughs> I'm huge. Right. <laughs> I'm very large. <laughs> Mr. Reginald, I'm in the mood for a bit of a walk. Would you care to accompany me so that nothing untoward happens? Of course. And I'm going to just start walking toward the uh, water pump. Okay. You walk around this section of the curve ride, and it takes you a good couple of minutes through the... And there are pathways. It's not as if it's just, you know, grass or bushes or anything. This facility appears at some point like somebody cared enough about it to make reasonably decent walkways. Yeah. Uh, You walk to, you know, the south a bit, and then eventually kind of veer back towards east. Mm -hmm. Um, You see the incinerator. And then you see to the east there the building that he mentioned before. Actually, he mentioned it in German, didn't he? I meant I was speaking to Reginald in German, but I mentioned to him that it was off towards but, the incinerator. Right. So you would yep. know what to look for. Yeah. Yep. Um, there is a building that is off the Kirkbride just a bit. Oh, uh, that, given your, I have I have a decent amount of skill in engineering. Right. Given your given your structural knowledge of how buildings work, you're assuming that this is where their the pump house is. The pump house is, yeah. yeah. Hey, at least when you get inside this building, there isn't going to be somebody that's going to blow it up and then leave you behind in it. You maybe. Assume, I mean, you assume a lot. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Stuff happens. That's right. It sure does. Okay. We still held a grudge in Star Wars. <laughs> so it happened months ago. Man. <laughs> Are you walking then back towards the pump house? Yes, I am. Okay, Reginald. He does his best to follow you, and he gets to the walkway where the right path would take you towards the incinerator, and the left path will eventually take you to the pump house. And he kind of starts to slow down a little bit. Is everything all right? I don't. I don't know what the doctor wants with the pump house, uh, the water, but we must make this fast. Of course. He begins to hustle. Yep. I begin to hustle as well. He hustles down (laughs) to the door, and he takes his keys out. And as he's going for the door handle, you can see his right hand is, is shaking as he puts the key into the lock. And then he looks at you once again and says, you're certain. He turns the lock over. Mm-hmm. And then opens the door. And opens the door. Yep. What do I see? You see what looks like the innards of a pump house. <laughs> okay. Um, so if you've ever been to a pump a pump room, which I assume you may have, given all of the crazy buildings that your character may have been in, uh, you see a kind of a balcony-ish walkway, which is where you start at, and then it goes down on the left and the right-hand side towards a a centralized cistern uh, where there is a big piece of machinery running, but that's really not what grabs your attention first. Mm -hmm. What grabs your attention is the smell. What is the smell? It smells like a book of matches in here. Sulfur. Mm. A lot of sulfur. Yep. Hmm. Is this downstream from the stockyards? I mean, it's a good ways away, but... Uh, no, actually. Yeah, no. The stockyards are f- uh, far too south. I would, 
So, I want to look at the machinery okay. first. Before you roll. Yeah. Specifically with the machinery, you're, while you're walking down the, the steps and some of the mm-hmm. um, rusted handrails and whatnot that are there. If you're going to look at the machinery, what are you looking for specifically? I'm looking to see if, given that I'm smelling sulfur, I'm assuming that the groundwater is polluted, but the machinery itself would, as a result of the action of drawing the water, acquire a crust of minerals. Especially the water is very hard around here because it's limestone and it's very true but however as a person who has worked in various forms of water removal Mm -hmm. and water quality Mm -hmm. um, I would be able to note if there's anything unusual about say the mineral concentrations or if there's oh, any damage to the pump mm-hmm. caused by this. So I would like to look at the machinery. Uh, would you prefer engineering or mechanical repair? I'm going to say engineering. Alright. 42 under 51. Very good. Check that box. So you begin inspecting it. What you find on some of the pump pieces is a kind of yellowy and greenish, almost like a, not a cake, but it has a, a it would, be, you feel like it would have a cakey feel to it if you touched it. I mean, you can find it. Right. But there's definitely active sulfur in this area. Like, this water's right pretty close to poisonous. So, yes, you find this yellowy cake substance around some of the pipe. Some of the uh, mechanics here. I would like to take my handkerchief. You can take your handkerchief, sure. And I am going to take the pocket knife that I carry. Mm-hmm. And I am going to chisel off some of this substance. Put it in the handkerchief, (laughs) and then put the handkerchief in a pocket. Um, I don't have anything to carry any water samples in. I don't Uh, see any anything that could carry a water sample. You haven't really looked around very much other than the pump, so yeah. Let me let me look around and see if there's anything to store water in or give me a spot hidden. Yeah. That is a 92 over uh, 34. I'm going to say no. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, you don't find anything that's reasonably strong enough to carry the water, uh, Mm -hmm. container-wise. It looks like there's a broken bottle down here. So at one point, there might have been something to hold the water. But does it look like anybody's been hiding out in here or something like that? I mean, maybe. This seems like a really poor place to hide out, though, given the smell. Right, but Reginald is very nervous for reasons that seem strange. Because, I mean, if it's just a pump house and they know the water quality's bad, 
I mean, if, if that's like an open secret here, it's not like it's anything that he should be nervous about. Sure, but you've worked with a lot of workers in the, in the industry before, not necessarily this one, but um, so it's not impossible to consider that maybe Reginald just knows he shouldn't be letting you wander into building mm. maintenance areas. <laughs> yeah. And maybe he's a little concerned about losing his job. Losing his job. Mm. This is true. I mean, I get, given everything you've seen in previous episodes, I get that you're obviously a little weirded out. You should be. Uh, but I just, I'm not, I, I just don't think you have enough information yet to, to jump completely off the deep end yet. Right. Or, yeah. go, or go for it. Just do it. Oh, I could just ask him, you know. Screaming into the void. could. He's outside. Why not? Yeah, I, I'm going to um, go ahead and step back out. <coughs> okay. Maybe he's just paranoid. You step back out. Sure. <laughs> there appears to be a great deal of corrosion <clears throat> on, the, on the machinery. It's true. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell me about... Um, why are you so nervous about being out here? I should be doing my duties, sir. And I'm here at the pump house with you. I motion to the door. You'll probably want to seal that back up. Yeah, he moves quickly around you and locks it. Uh, this is a duty, though. Uh, your patients are are, you know, your responsibility, correct? If something was poisoning them, you'd want to make sure that it wasn't. If only I could do something about it myself. You, and you certainly have, sir. He gestures back toward yep. the Kirkbride. Yes, yes. James. Yes, I am. You get led into a... Well, you get led down the hallway first. Yes. Uh, and then as you're leading, getting led down the hallway, uh, Miss O'Shea and Mr. Doyle appear out of another room. Ah. Mr. Doyle, Miss O'Shea, I hope you have found everything to be satisfactory. Yes, we have everything. Wunderbar. I am on my way to miss, meet Miss Holden right now, and uh, you are more than welcome to accompany me if you would like. Miss O'Shea is my, assist, my assistant in this matter. Yeah, the um, nurse doesn't seem to... Doesn't seem particularly troubled. Really, yeah. Okay. I mean, this are, these are visiting hours, so sure. it's not only um, medical staff that get to visit mm-hmm. patients. All right. Head over to speak to Miss Holden. Head over. You guys pass through the same two doors mm-hmm. that act as sort of an interlock for the garden area. What about the room that she that we saw her in? Right. That's the room they're taking you to. Okay. The garden room, the quote unquote garden room, because there's. Okay. Uh, four or five windows. In this is the only room where there's at least a reasonable <coughs> amount of windows of sunlight in. Sadly, today is overcast, but you know there is at least some natural light in this room, even mm-hmm. if it is overcast. Uh, so this is the garden room, as they call it. Uh, the garden room is a place that's got three or four different potted plants. It's got what sounds, what looks like, appears to be some sort of music box in here. Mm-hmm. Some sort of, um, you know phonograph player or some sort of record player in here, okay. which seems reasonable. Sure. Uh, and then they've got you know, those nice windows and then uh, some couches and some chairs. And there are books to be read. Of all the rooms that you've been in as a, as a doctor here at Dunning, this room seems the most reasonably appointed. Personable? Yeah. Okay. Like, but this is how the rest of the hospital should be. This should not be the line, the shining tree. Correct. 
Correct. This is the crown. Yeah, you uh, you see about five or six other patients here, all in uh, several different states. It looks like a few have been recently medicated, like maybe within the past minutes. Uh, you can you can tell the difference between someone's there and someone who's been administered and is starting to waver a little bit. Right. Uh, at the far end of the room, there is a woman in what appears to be just a regular chair, uh, although maybe there is some sort of mechanical contraption below it, you're not sure. Um, but she appears to have been uh, secured to the chair. Mm-hmm. She's got dark hair. Mm-hmm. She's got a face and figure that at one point you believe probably made her quite classically beautiful, uh, although the stress lines on her face show uh, a rather troubling picture. Someone who's gone through quite a bit. All right. And you get led over to her. Excellent. Miss Holden. She looks away from you. My name is Dr. Dr. Tattenbach. Is the nurse still here, by the no. way? She okay. takes it's just us. Excellent. Yeah, and there is an orderly or two in the room, but they're more like uh, just kind of okay. strong, silent type folks. They're not really doing much. They're just being aware. Mm-hmm. Miss Holden, my name is Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach. We have mm-hmm. not met before. I am investigating into the various goings-on that surrounded your family as of recently. She shivers. I understand that you have been through an incredibly trying time, and madam, whatever you wish to tell me, I really believe you. Something that I doubt here you hear very often. First and foremost, how are they treating you? How are you physically? It's hard for her to move Mm -hmm. uh, because she's restrained kind of in the upper chest area and then also her, it appears like her arms and her legs are individually restrained. Okay. Uh, It's all proper medical equipment that's been used. Uh Okay. Electric chair style, arms down, legs too. Yeah, arms down. And then it looks like her fingers have been put into some sort of cups or cuffs for for the chair to keep her from maybe digging her fingernails into her hands. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. lean over and whisper to him that she's suicidal. That does that does fly in the face of what you read in her record. It's odd. When I give him his word, the records, he might as well look at oh, what he's doing. Okay. Okay. I, copies that I, 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 I flip through them real quick. and uh, You can see the differences. The like, differences in our... Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. This is... Wait, this is... This is, this is wrong and this is wrong. If you can click off... Is it okay? Is there any scars uh, noted on the forms? Yeah, is there any on the old or the original forms? No, the original forms don't have anything as far as scars go. Okay. Um, Miss Holden, we would be eternally grateful if you could tell us what has happened from your point of view. And as I said, we will believe anything you say. She goes from looking out the window to kind of rolling her head around on and then looking at you just a bit sideways. Does she have does she have the morphine lol? Uh no. No. Okay. No no. The look that Grace Holden's giving you is one of exacting awareness. Okay, she is quite home right now. I understand you went through a rather trying time. <laughs> 
please illuminate us. They took him from me. Your boy? He was so sweet and perfect and they took him from me. Who took him from you? She shakes her head. The things that the things that were done You can tell her arm is trembling. Mm-hmm. I very gently put my hand on her here, like not forearm. Here. Yeah, on her forearm. She gets a screws up her features a little bit. She gets a little physically, visibly angry. Mm-hmm. They they didn't tell you what happened. Did they? They did not He thought he could control everything, but he didn't bet on me. This was Swift? Swift. He came and he called on me like any other. He worked my husband to the bone. Oh, he's charming. He's charming. But he didn't bet on me. You gave him more than he could handle. He talked to me, he didn't talk to him. Her right arm starts shaking. Most most people are focused probably on her, I imagine. She's she's pretty she's pretty good at, at keeping people's attention. Just in case though. Uh, save for the doctor, who's with a patient. Yes. Everybody else can make spot hit rolls. Well, no. Mother puss bucket. What you got there? 100. <laughs> awesome. We like that. 18. Okay. Roll a spot hidden for me, would you like? No, I'm not in the room. Oh, that's right. You haven't made it there yet. Never mind. Wunderbar. I was Wunderbar. supposed to stay outside. Yep, that's true. That's not what we do. That's no, not how we do this, this here. That's the, that's the <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's going to that's gonna hurt your chances, definitely. As far as the spot hidden goes, uh, what you see on Grace is that she does have some sort of mark on her on her neck. It's it's here. It's not completely visible, but there is something here. There's something there. There's some sort of mark, whether it's a bite or a brand or a cut. There's something. I'm gonna like nudge the doctor a little bit, and then. Like, try and point it out to him. You, like, nudge it and then point at your own spot yeah. on, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Big sign. Wee. Hey, dumbass! <laughs> Probably fairly easy enough for you yeah. to, to pick up as a doctor. Grace shifts in the chair a little bit as best she can. Okay. And whatever part of whatever's on her, cha- or her, her upper pectoral area on the right-hand side that you saw, um, her... Her clothes cover it now. They killed Sammy. Swift. I could tell you, I could spin you a yarn about that meat company. Sam's dead. When did they kill Sam? I... I I don't know. I just... they, They told me... They told me they killed... Wait, or, or 
I killed him. She starts crying. I don't. I don't. Mrs. Holden. Sam, <laughs> Sam's not dead. I lost my boy. So you understand that I lost my boy. He's not dead. I've seen him. Multiple people have seen him. Where? Well, where is he? He's hiding. Hiding? And we From are doing, Swift and the others. And we are doing everything in our power to keep him safe. Do you know where he would be go- where he would be going if he was trying to hide? She seems to lean her head back against the rest, like the, the padded area of the chair, and then kind of come back for a little bit. Can I take that opportunity to check her neck pulse and get a look at the thing on her shoulder? Yeah, sure, go ahead. One. A little opportunist. 19 under medicine of 75. That's yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Is that right? Yeah, um, you go to get her pulse. Uh, yes. Her pulse is, is up a bit. Sure. Uh, and the thing that is on her neck area mm-hmm. is definitely some sort of crescentish bite mark or cut. Okay. You just simply don't see an accompanying one yet. Sure. Just the one. Uh-huh. I make sure I, I make sure that Doyle sees it as well, or at least try to make sure that Doyle sees it <coughs> as I, you know. See a orderly come around and, and pull one of the curtains shut. Thank you, Mister. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Don't be sure, Mister Toyer. <laughs> Do you know where Sammy would be going if he was hiding? Anywhere he'd go. She uh, seems to look away for a moment and then. She kind of snaps back to the moment. He, uh, he'd probably be at our our home. He'd go home. There's nobody there. I don't know that. What did Sammy like to do in his own time, in his spare time? <laughs> Sammy was um, he was he was a character he would uh, he uh, he spent a lot of time in uh, you know just, just like any boys he played in the street or with his friends or he'd uh, he'd get too close to the jazz clubs and to listen to music or you know I, I could barely keep the kid in school to the teachers kept telling me they couldn't teach him anything. He's too smart. I'm sure he is a very bright boy. I don't know if I... I don't know. I think they're trying to kill me here. She looks directly over at uh, another patient that's sitting in a, in a chair about 25 feet over. Mm-hmm. That one over there. She gives me the eye every now and again. Be sure to keep an eye open for her. Uh And we will come back quite soon. She kind of flexes a bit against the restraints. Do not injure yourself, my dear. Do not injure yourself. You will do Sammy no good whatsoever if you hurt yourself. You hear her strain, like her her breathing strains a little bit. Are you all feeling well? You get the whiff of urine. Ah, uh, I see. 
I uh, gesture to the orderly, you know, like open the curtain. Miss Holden? Well, you would, you, the curtain doesn't obstruct you from them. Just the curtain is just them closing the curtain uh, on the, the the big windows. Right. Oh. Oh. Okay. Okay. I thought you meant like a polar yeah, no, ER curtain. Okay. It is not. It's not an ER curtain. Okay. There's, there's very little privacy here. You are literally asking her questions in a room where there's a ton of other people. But granted, the the garden room's a little big, right? right? So like the section of it, if is is probably a good, you know, twenty or, or thirty by forty. It's it's mm-hmm. a it's a fairly large room. Check her right arm. Okay. The one that was shaking. Uh, look, you know, everything I can see. Are there any marks? Well, she's armed down, so you sure. have to, like, either loosen her restraint to get it to flip over, or, yeah. It, I mean, you could look at some of it, but it's Mr. Doyle, pretty well fastened. Yeah. I have him hold her hand in place, and then I loosen the one on her arm. Because I want to see the inside of her arm. I promise I won't make no trouble. She smiles. Don't make me regret this. I step back. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of women told me that before. I make sure he's holding her hand. Mrs. Holden, please do not make me regret this. A looker like you, I can imagine. Um, So just to be clear, Grace Holden, while in a very, very difficult state, Mm. uh, the picture that you have of her from her medical records, um, her appearance is 85. She's she was not in her in her prime a bad looking woman. Right. So yeah. And she's obviously not the same anymore given everything she's been through, but both mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you loosen the restraint and you keep her arm mm-hmm. pretty well. What's your strength? Um sixty. Okay. So well, for the moment I won't make you roll, but you, you keep her, her arm to the bullet level while you loosen up the restraint a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you loosen it, Are you loosening enough to, to just flip it over, or are you loosening it up all the way so you can have free motion of her arm? I just want to flip her over, arm over. I'm not okay. trying to. I'm not trying to free her hand entirely. Sure. Got it. And that's why I have him holding her wrist. <laughs> okay, so you're holding her wrist, and when you're moving her arm around, she doesn't offer any sort of resistance. Mm-hmm. She lets it happen. Okay. On the underside of her arm. You can see that there are scratch marks. Okay. Uh, mostly on the upper part of her forearm. Mm-hmm. You don't see anything concentrated any lower than that. Okay. So if the paperwork says that she was trying to harm herself, there is at least no marks of it here on her arm. And that that's a very inconclusive way to, if she was suicidal, that's not the area to do it. No, it's not. There like, are a ton of other ways you could do it. Yeah. But I look at her and raise an eyebrow. Ask. <laughs> I I had an I had an itch. Is it still there? Every day. Is it just in that spot? All over? On the inside? How much do you know, Doctor? I hold her, I push her arm gently back down to the armrest mm-hmm. and put the strap over the top. As I'm doing this, I'm very slowly talking to her so that she doesn't, you know, like <laughs> bolt. Yeah, uh, and and occasionally throw a side look at Mister Doyle. <laughs> it seems like he has pretty good a pretty okay. good handle on physical. As I said, Miss Holden, I believe a good many things that you tell me, and I have seen some truly horrible things over the last few days. Mm-hmm. So I would believe a lot 
He's down there. Down there. The mud hole. She looks at you, like, immediately. What do you know about the hole, girl? Have you been down there? Did Swift take you down there? No. You were down there? There's a hole. In the packing plant. Where the fire was. But there's something else there now. But I think there was always something there. Very good. Girl speaks the truth. I open my uh, doctor's bag. Okay. First, I pull out a small amount of laudanum. Yeah. Uh, does she seem Before. agitated? What's up? Before, is there anything else we should know? Yeah, you probably have some experience. Both of you probably have some mm-hmm. experience with laudanum giving you oh, yeah. war. And yeah, this is like, this is the hammer. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to bring the hammer down. Yeah, I'm about to bring the hammer down. Mr. Goyle Go- <laughs> takes the laudanum and brings it all. <laughs> so much it's about to- This just gets me to normal. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> She uh, she replies, "Oh, there's tons more. There's tons more. What do you want? What? We're trying to put it all together. We need to know what's going on. We have bits and pieces, but it's not. And if we're going to save Sammy, we need as much from you as possible. It's it's too late. It's all too late. He can't speak to him. He doesn't have." He doesn't have it. He's a sad, sad little man who doesn't have it. Swift did not have it to speak to this being. But you did. You could speak to him. This is why you are here. When it spoke back, perhaps. You see the uh, orderlies finish up kind of moving a couple of the patients around, and then they... Are they taking notice of us now? Like, I mean, they've taken notice sure. of you being in there, obviously, sure. because you're the only other, you know, regular quote-unquote people. I think we're running um, out of time. They close up the rest of the curtains and kind of adjust the patients as necessary. I look, I look at her and I go, oh, "Did they make sacrifices?" We all, we all made sacrifices. No, did they? Kill people for the creature in the hole. She starts breathing really rapidly. I don't want to do it because I want to give yeah. myself a fucking embolism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Panicked breathing? Yes, she starts panicking. I take the bottle of laudanum back from <laughs> She begins intoning something very low. Like the tone in her voice drops to an octave she should not be able to carry. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I look at look at Miss O'Shea. <laughs> like as in, are you writing this down? <laughs> well yeah, I um, will write it down. Unless is, it's something is, I recognize. This is throat singing right now. Yeah. <laughs> She's become a Mongolian throat singer? Sweet. No, she has not unfortunately become a Mongolian throat singer. Mm-hmm. Although, mm-hmm. Never, although, give her time, right? She's probably not <laughs> speaking Latin, right? She's not. No, she is not speaking Latin. <laughs> she intones several words 
uh, which are difficult to make out in anything close to English. Okay. Um, they are a wrapped succession of letters and uh, very few vowels, which... Can I write it, out. like, phonetically? Yes, like? you can. Uh, what you get from her is something like Ma sa 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 ga. You get some really strange mm -hmm. word. What kind of a listen roll would I have to do to memorize it? Um, you wouldn't really because she continues to repeat it. Oh, it's over and over. Uh huh. Okay. And that's give me a listen roll just to pick out a couple of other things. I got mm -hmm. a one. That's Damn. a critical success. <laughs> that, was, that was indeed a one. Yep. Jake, were you listening as well? Yeah, but so, I didn't get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you, you hear two things very, very intently. Do you want me to... Well, I like you hear the beginning and the end, mm -hmm. and you recognize the chain. The chain of the first part of the word and the last part of the word. Okay. And now you know where the breaks are. Sure. The critical part of the role, though, is in between those breaks, mm -hmm. what you hear is a deadbolt click. And the lights go out. Son of a bitch! <laughs> Achtung! <laughs> and now, I need your three... Uh, I need your dexterity. No, no, no. There's no rolling. Oh, oh, okay. No, 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 you need no. the dexterity. I just uh, need it. Fifty-five. I'm rolling it all. <laughs> I'm gonna roll the crap out of this. I need it. Game over, man. Game now you over. can roll another double zero in peace. Sixty-five. Sixty-five. James is fifty-five. 55. Yeah, I saw that. Then very quietly, I'm sixty. <laughs> Not anymore, you're not. <laughs> My, yeah. Since I heard that very quietly, I go, as the lights go up, Shiza. <laughs> How much do you reduce your speed when the thing takes your legs? <laughs> well. Okay, so, um, yeah. Let me, uh, let me see here. Uh, you'll forgive me as we have not had much, kind of, if any. Uh, first no. session, right? The first session we were chasing Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, through the kiss was the last time we had actual functional combat. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't a part of that. No, ma'am. You were on the stage singing your uh, heart out. I was. So. All right. So. That was going to be helpful. That's dope. <clears throat> that, no, I was wrong. That's a ring. <laughs> no, no, wait. I said dope. That's a ring. What? Uh, so I before I kick this off officially, mm -hmm. um, can I pee? Pee, yes, quickly. Um, ah. You would have been <laughs> left outside the door. What? Yeah, Reginald would have left you there. Are you staying there? Yeah, because if you are, I would like a spot hidden roll from the pool. Yeah, I mean, I was told by the doctor to wait outside. Yep. Spot hidden, 27 under 34, sir. Very good, sir. So, in the past few minutes, you would have seen a couple of things. Given the position of the dormitory, given the position of the garden room, the one with the, the, the actual windows, right? you would have seen those curtains shut. Now, 
as a man who has done some time in Panama, yeah, you are familiar with an officer's quarters thick curtains. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, those are the same style of curtains they're using here on this dormitory, meaning they're meant to block out any vision. Right. Right? Your spot hidden gave you the, op- the opportunity to notice where your compatriots are. And you had an ability to kind of, at the forefront where you are, look left, down the dormitory, on this mm-hmm. side of the Kirkbride, and then see that your compatriots are inside. Okay. After several minutes and the continued closing of those curtains, you lose sight of them. So you would know that they're there, and then all of a sudden you can't see them because you see the curtains close. You see the orderly, an orderly closing these curtains. Um, You'd at least be aware that that had happened. Right. I would probably at that point move inside, but not into the room where they're at. Oh, yeah, you'd be in in reception. Yeah, I'd be in the reception area. Sure. Okay. Um, But I would know about where the door was that they went in. Yeah, it'd be down to your left, and then you know that you'd probably have to take a right and then a left, because the way the Kirkbride's kind of... Yeah. Flow outward. Yeah. You'd have to take a right and then a left, and then you'd eventually be in the garden area after you pass through some of the uh, right. hallway sections. But yeah. I mean, you have a pretty, given your talents and your skills, you have a fairly good, you know, geolocation. Right. Uh, understanding where people are. Many people don't have that. Yeah. Okay. So it is dark. Quite. That loud. And full of bodies for. No, no, no. The night is dark and full of terrors. It is now. Well, yeah, actually. The night has a thousand eyes. And the hills have eyes. So I will not regard this as a um, surprise round. Oh, good. Uh, But that said... That said... Tiffy feels something whiz past your head. There is a an audible whoosh that goes past your head. Now, while it's not completely dark in here, it is pretty dark. Right. Uh, to the point where it's going to present a disadvantage to any combat rules that you make. Okay? Uh, and if you need to familiarize yourself with that, there is a piece of paper that should be on the table there. That will talk about advantages and disadvantages, at least I believe, if memory serves correctly. Right. So essentially, no, it just has difficulties. Nope, if I'm, if I, if you're disadvantaged in a roll, you roll your percentage <clears throat> dice, and then you roll an additional tens column die, and then the higher of the two is what counts oh, because you're considered disadvantaged. It's like rolling okay. advantage or disadvantage in in D and D. I know, but we don't want to talk yeah. about D and D in this actual play because yeah, no. play fifth ed. So, yeah, let's just not. <laughs> I don't actually. It's it's fine. It's yeah. it is what it is. Right. If and people that like it, and people that don't, and people that like the new Pathfinder, whatever, it's fine. I've not played any. Whatever your flavor is, that's right. what I think. Okay. So that said, that action taken. Mm. Um, Tiff, you are uh, sixty-five. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, you hold the initiative at the moment. I am going to. 
Okay. Um, so you're attempting to kind of maneuver or or dodge into a better position, or just trying to get the hell out of there. Yeah, well, I'm just like I just want to drop you're low, flat into the floor. Yeah, and then I can start moving from there, like basically drop. Look, like, see, like, how many sets of feet. Like, I remember the doctor being there, Doyle being there, how many other um, feet are any, moving. Any, in this situation, any type of exacting um, information brought on by sight is going to be a disadvantage. You right, because it is body. dark. Yes, absolutely. But I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to basically judge movement by shadows. So give me a spot hidden. Okay. And you're disadvantaged on the roll. Okay, so it's the extra, right? It is. Okay. It is the extra. Spot hidden. Okay. Spot hidden. Uh, neither. Okay. okay. Um. So you you drop. That's not hard to do. Right. You kind of wish you'd put your hand somewhere else. It's a little wet here on the floor. Oh, <laughs> right. Um, she peed herself. Yeah. Excellent. You got a handful uh, of Grace Holton pee. <laughs> I mean, it, it could, I'm sure there's nothing you could consider. You hope it's just. <laughs> and you right. open some Grace Holton. And we go again. It's really the doctor's pee. <laughs> it's Doyle's. <laughs> uh, doctor? Yes. You also feel a whoosh. Uh, but you hear a noise before the whoosh. Okay. And it appears to be a very, very light um, metallic sound before the whoosh. Okay. Metallic and can I get a uh, general direction it came from? Well, it, it was. I mean, like, it, even it, just quadrants? Is it, it like. It, it was, you think, possibly to behind you to the left or behind you to the right, one of the two. But either way, it probably came out for me from behind. Yes. Okay. Uh, I. Huh? Mr. Doyle is now your action. Oh, okay. You're next, Doctor. Um, I am going to move to the nearest curtain and yank it open. Okay, so you're just doing it from memory? Yeah. Okay. So you move across the room, because the grace was against one wall. You go across the room or so, and then grab onto a curtain. Um, so it's a strength roll to rip it off its uh, moorings or its rings. That won't do it, so I'm going to have to push it. I'm going to literally jump on it, like... Okay. <laughs> Wait, you, you can we push rolls again? Oh, so, probably here. You, you make another roll, but you have to make it a half. Yes, oh. you have okay. to make it a half. That'll do it. Okay. Um, so you, you give it a, a pull at first, and you realize it's not going to come free. You can stretch both, both your arms out and kind of wrap the curtain up and then literally jump and pull on it with all your body weight. Okay. Uh, this has two effects. One, the curtain rips off its moorings just because of the sheer weight. Two, you hit the ground like a rock. <laughs> right. Um, while you don't necessarily take any damage, uh, you, you definitely, you're a bit jarred. It does spill some light into the room. You'd almost wish you hadn't. Crash faster than the stock market. Why <clears throat> do you keep saying that? So, kind of position. charges never crash. There are some there are some orderlies now that are positioned nearby. There is one behind you. Mm-hmm. There is one near Grace. Okay. Uh, and then there is one that is basically kind of over top of Tiffany's character. She's now Miss O'Shea's has flattened herself to the ground in the puddle, as it were. Not really. Just, just a bit close. Face down. 
Um, hey, if it's the, dark and the they thought you were standing? The orderlies are carrying some rather strange bladed weapons with them. So they have some sort of blade with them. It almost, it's just curved at a very strange angle. Um, and they look like it, they're perfect for making cuts into flesh. It is what they appear to be good at. Doctor. My turn first? This is now your initiative. Okay. Well, uh, wall cane and one hand. <clears throat> How close is the nearest orderly to me? Well, he's behind you. Like, probably like... We, I mean, we, he's within melee range at this point, so essentially. Close enough to smash a bottle of laudanum on his head? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Grace wasn't using this anyway. <laughs> I uh, got a either a thirty six or a forty six. Uh, what am I doing here? Okay, so so the cool part is is, yeah. is and I, sh- I should have probably said before the roll, but Sorry, we, it's okay. You're not going to be under under darkness penalty anymore because Mister Doyle ripped a curtain down, so Excellent. there is now enough visible light for you to see kind of what's going on in here, True. and it's enough for your eyes to adjust to like, oh, okay, well, there's this guy. I'm not at disadvantage, so there is no disadvantage. So. Look at that weapon card's been out, been pulled out. That's hey. amazing. Well, mine is your somewhere. Uh, yeah, well, I have it in hand. Yeah, it is actually my hand. But... It's okay. No, it's not okay. I, I know. I gave you all the new cards. I haven't pulled a weapon yet. I've been busy. Uh, you have. You've been a little busy. Yes. Gun. <laughs> gun. Yes. <laughs> you pull a gun. I want to see that. <laughs> right here it is. Hey. I'm not Sneak. saying. I just well, came prepared. Oh, <laughs> 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 the curtain go down, right? Yep. Uh, no, he's inside. No, yeah, he's I'm inside. inside. I don't hear anything now. He can see you at this point because he's blocked by a bunch of hallways. But I need a free hand first. So uh, yeah, yeah. So 46. I'm not sure what the combat. Uh, so brawl? it would be. Well, technically, I suppose it would be brawl. Yeah, brawl. So fighting brawl. Fighting brawl. Fighting brawl. Oh, okay, fighting brawl. Okay. 25? So, no. Um, so, the, the idea is that we were going to smash it against his head. Yeah, I'm just chucking either, it, basically as close as I can get, just haymaker backwards to... Sure. Um, yeah. You let it fly. Yep. Uh, the bottle of laudanum goes sailing past him and connects with the wall. Uh, Do I have enough action left that I can unsheath my cane sword? Yeah, you can pull I'm it not, out. Sure. Yeah, okay. Ching. Okay. Very good. The cool. uh, last gentleman on our list will act like anything but a gentleman. <laughs> um, Takes off his pants. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. That's <laughs> not, that's, this is not that kind of actual. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, although I can give it time. You know. Right. <laughs> Jake, you get slashed at. You're kind of wrapped up in all of these, all this heavy curtain cloth, uh, when suddenly you're freed from it. And the reason you're freed from it is because a really, really heavy bladed weapon has cut through it. Uh, And when it has cut through it, it's going to force you to make a dodge roll. Okay. Hey, thanks. I'm helping. You are helping. <laughs> LP there for right? Three. I rolled a three. Holy shit. Oh. Well, like um, Cody McBoatface. That's really good. I rolled. Do you know why it's good? 
because I rolled a four. Um, which, which for this character would have been a critical success, which would have been an immediate maiming. Right? Yeah, we don't want that. Uh, no, you do not. Um, so just so we're clear, combat rolls cannot be pushed. Yes. Okay. Makes okay. sense. So, uh, Just letting you know. I was going to get my brass back with that. Can you spend luck on combat Um I believe so. Yes. Okay. Um, so, the, yeah, the thing, you just can't push him. So, uh, yeah, the slash comes down, it cuts you free of the curtain, and essentially nearly cuts your head off. The angle and the speed at which this was whipped out uh, does appear to, uh, to cut the air and the curtain rather well. Hollard and Doyle. On your feet, soldier! Miss <laughs> <laughs> um, O'Shea, the orderly the orderly that is nearby you while you are there prone on the ground is going to attempt to uh, skewer you with his blade. Okay. <laughs> you do not have to make a dodge roll because he misses. Nice. He misses. Uh, he swipes at you. Yeah, uh, it actually cuts cool. into Grace Holden's chair. Ooh. And he yanks it back out as he tries to kind of recover. Is she still chanting, by the way? She's still saying that same... She's still intoning that same word. That same sort of low-toned, not guttural, but still very throaty mm-hmm. word. So, Tiff, it is now your action. Well, since I have my dagger, can I uh, attempt to, like, cut his Achilles? I mean, uh, it's right there at eye level. It'd be a cold shot, hey, given that you're asking for a specific <clears throat> body part. So it's even uh, harder. I, if you're... I, it is totally up to you. Uh, I, Depending on your confidence in your melee or melee. Uh, I didn't see it on here. So it should be... It should be... Probably brawl. Yeah, it's a brawl roll. It's fighting brawl. Mm. There so go. there's a, a separate melee roll. Mm. Uh, so it's fighting brawl. Excellent. Cool. That wasn't hard to find. Right. So all the um, just FYI, page four hundred uh, one through four hundred five is all weapons listings in the back, but it also in the oh. weapons listings lists all of the skills they pertain to. If that's the case, so the cane is cane sword is going to be fighting brawl. It's going to be fighting brawl. Can I take yeah. my points that I took in fencing and add it to my fighting Absolutely. brawl? Absolutely. It seems totally Sweet. makes sense because. It would be the same roll. Yep. So make a fighting brawl roll, Mr. Shane. All right. 11 out of 25. Holy shit. Hey. Yes. You stabbed somebody. Um, okay, so what's the damage on your knife? I don't know. Didn't give it right. to me. Well, Sword can't be 1d6 if it's Page. similar to it's this. Not. It's a knife. Knife. It's a knife. Um, it's a dagger. Not sorry, to, sorry to all of I apologize vehemently to all of our Australians. It might listeners. be like a, di- a d6. <laughs> I apologize. Probably. Paul Hogan just did not it, leave me. Paul Paul Hogan did it first. Just between, between so Paul I would Hogan say that this is a carving serious? knife. Would you Pardon? say it's a roughly a carving knife? So it is 1d4 plus 2 plus any damage bonus Mr. Shea may have. 1d4 plus 2? Yep. If it's roughly carving knife size. Yeah, I would think so, yeah. yeah. If it's a switchblade, it's knife. just a d4 yeah. plus. Yeah, right. A switchblade is much, much smaller. Mm-hmm. Right. Blade-wise. Right. Not the full half, but... So, yeah, you carry that in your satchel. Just don't get stopped by the cops. Right. right. What, are you covering? what are you going to carve a turkey lately? What are you doing? <laughs> For cleaning my fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> So you want me to roll the d4? Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. It's your damage. You roll it, please. 
Uh, uh, six. Oh shit. <laughs> I rolled this four. Egg comes off. Um, <laughs> you don't okay. have any damage I'm, bonus? I'm, no, I got roll. I don't think so. I have to roll dodge. Should have rolled dodge first, but that's fine. It's okay, he does not dodge. Alright, you stabbed this dude. So his white orderly vestments uh, and uniform get bloodied. Uh, so you're down low. The only place you can really stab effectively to gain enough, you know, reasonable amount of, of leverage is probably inside thigh, probably up near the knee or the halfway up the thigh. Yeah, it's, artery. it's bad stuff. He cries out. So he has taken, you said six? Mm-hmm. And don't forget to check that box. Oh, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. I want more of that. Right? <laughs> Give me one second to check one more thing, and then... A couple good here. fights in your combat machine. Uh, he falls down. So if you take wounds equal to half or more your hit points, you're immediately knocked prone. Shock uh, damage. Yeah, so he falls down. Um, it looks like you've hit an artery. And, and blood starts pouring out of his leg. And so I'll get back to you in a minute. I don't want to have to kill you, but you have these big swords. Mr. Doyle. Um, I pull my gun and I'm going to shoot this guy in the, <laughs> in the damn face. <laughs> like, I, right, I was going to brawl with him, but dude, that guy's in, got big ass. Indiana fight. Jones style. That's, Look, he brought a knife to a gunfight. Yeah, seriously, right? that was a terrible idea. <sighs> I hit. And barely. Where did Hobo even go? Burn! <laughs> I hear a gunshot. He gets a chance to dodge. Help! That was my knee, sorry. Careful. No, no, I'm, I'm more worried about your knee than the table. <laughs> the table can take it. No, it's Trust me. One of those. Uh, just dodge. twitch. <laughs> oh, he does. He does dodge. That's an 11. Yes, That's the problem with those people. Well, can't depend- sit still. Mm-hmm. You said you barely made it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <coughs> so uh, he, he sees the gun and he slides to the side. The gun goes off. Uh, you hear that. There's no getting around that. In the yeah, I heard a gunshot. I uh, I immediately start moving that way. Okay. So, I'll get you in in the near future. It'll, it'll take you a minute to move to the Kirkbride uh, or the, the, the portal areas down the hallway and basically the, the couple of rooms that you'll have to get through. Mm-hmm. Give me uh, an in-roll. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not a, a little sound, because no. it's a forty-five. I was going to say, yeah, it's, it's a <laughs> I've, I've fired several forty-five caliber weapons. Yeah. Yeah. An in-roll. This is basically an idea roll. That is an 09. Okay, so... Out of 55. You hear the gunshot, and you're about to set off. And you set off because it's the quick twitch in you that says, there's something, there's a problem, I've got to go. You know for a fact you're gonna need a key to get through these doors because they're they're all locked. Reginald's still there? No, he's back on round. So you're in the receptionist area, which means you'd have to either get a key from the nurse or one of the orderlies around here, or you'd have to bust the doors down to get through. Which, given that it's a steel door, probably yeah, it's probably gonna be very difficult for you. To I'm gonna do. I'm gonna look at the nurse and go, I need that door open now. <laughs> Okay, uh, so would like you like to persuade, or would you like to... Intimidate? Intimidate. 
It all depends on how you go at it. Well, um, hmm. Let's try Intimidate. That's actually my best chance. Fair enough. I mean, it's not a great chance, but it's still a chance. I could go with Charm also, but it's not that kind of party. You said, I I need that door open now. Yeah. You're being very direct, which is fine. I'm going to push that, because I rolled an 18... Three points will get it for me. So, so you're not pushing it; you're spending luck. Well, spending luck, yes. Okay. I just want to be clear. <laughs> no, but I bet he was living. I bet. Okay, you spend the luck. Tell me more about this a bit. And she, she, the large man, yes, says, "I need that door open." And, right. Someone and she has a gun. Leaps to her feet, and she runs over to the door. Yep. And she shoves her key in and unlocks it. So. Uh, we'll, we'll leave you there for the moment. Yep, yep. I probably imagine you're going to go through the door at some point soon. Oh, yes. Jake, the guy that you shot at is going to swing again. I'm going to dodge. That's probably a good idea. That's what I'm going to try to do anyhow. That's not going to hit you. Yes. He's a fairly good... But if you fumble your dodge, you might fall into it. He's not that good. <laughs> no, he's not. Okay. Ooh, I made my dodge rolls. Move right along. The dude you threw laudanum at yeah. is not necessarily very happy about that. Probably not. He is angry that you're wasting good laudanum. You right. will need to dodge this. Can I parry? Um, yeah, absolutely. If there's a... Sweet. Um, so what I'll say is, if you want to make a fighting brawl roll okay. while you're using your sword cane mm-hmm. to parry yes. in lieu of making a dodge roll, absolutely. Right. Absolutely do, yes. All right, 25 under 70. Okay. So I make it actually under my 35, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you parry. Okay. Um, <laughs> you parry, but you do what you can to parry it in a finesse manner. Sure. Because it, his curved blade has a lot heavier of yeah. a back end to it. Yes. And it will, if you continue to parry, it could damage your weapon. Yeah, I don't want to lock blades with him. I'm going to, to the side. Yes. Using his momentum against him, essentially. Mm-hmm. So it's your action. My action? Yeah. When he is off balance, I would like to withdraw my blade and then stick it in his side. Okay. Between the third and fourth rib while he is bent over. <laughs> Jesus. If, not if at all possible. Yeah. Not enough for a cold shot, but, you know, rib cage area. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, 45 under 70. Okay. So he will attempt to also parry. Yes. As he gets the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's an 11. Okay. So he's going to parry. Ping! Ping! You hear her behind you, like, continue to... She's still chanting this. She's still saying this word. Okay, all right. Top of said round three, uh, and that would be... He is... He does not fall unconscious. So, Miss O'Shea, the cultist that you stabbed uh, is going... Struggles to his feet, uses Holden's chair for... Uh, a balance portion, and while still blood pouring out of his leg, uh, he's going to lift said bladed weapon and take a swing at you. So can then I take a dodge to kick her chair out from under him? Yeah. <laughs> you can. Right, exactly. Is that like a two for one? Uh, so I would recommend you do that. Okay. <laughs> So it's half dex. Okay. 
Can't push a combat roll either. Um, you kick the chair as hard as you can in hope of uh, unbalancing him. Unfortunately, he's fat. Not only that, <laughs> no, he's not fat. Actually, um, he's he's dummy thick. He's just big boned. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately for you, what you did we failed to notice about Grace Holden's chair is that it has no holders in the back that keeps it from moving backward oh. or forward. So that way she can't really go that anywhere. Rocks. <laughs> and unfortunately for you, that also means that uh, you get cut. Yeah. Ouch. Is there a doctor in the house? Actually, there I'll is. I'll find one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best to find one. I'm not that guy. Uh, that's a lot. Take four damage. Okay. Mm. How many hit points do you have? Nine. You are very lucky. Mm-hmm. Because if you'd taken five damage, it would have been a major wound. Oh, total? Yeah. You have 12. Yeah, total I have 12. Okay, good. That yeah, it wasn't half. You, I yeah, remember you saying it's sure. not I'm just half. making sure I was, I was getting worried. Because it's... This is not the game to murder Hobo in, because things happen. <laughs> getting kind of happy. Okay, so... You cry out. Because when he... When he slashes at you, he slashes at you across the the top of the chest. It's really the easiest place for him to connect with you. Right. You're in a ton of pain. Uh, the two of you obviously see and or hear that somewhere in the perception. You two have been in, um, you know, LARP-style combats before, sure. so you know that... Registered you, at the back of my mind. Correct. It's been, it's been picked up somewhere yep. that someone's been... That someone you care about's probably been hurt. A familiar voice has cried out. Nice. Got correct. it. Correct. <laughs> so that is... Him and then her. Oh, because Dodge takes my action, right? Nope. Dodge does not take your action. Oh, sweet. I don't believe so. So, it is now your action. So I can stab him again, then? You could. Stab him. Let me just keep stabbing him. Keep stabbing him. Keep stabbing him. Oh, Jesus. The appropriate sound is... Right. 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 <laughs> uh, that's not good. Not good. That's yeah. terrible. That's 100. <laughs> yeah, that's 100. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's not good. That's awesome. No, no that's not that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, not awesome. You keep using that word. That's nothing it means. It's what you think it means. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so you were going to stab him. That is a critical failure, Miss O'Shea. Yeah, we uh, know, all right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what that wound doesn't have in it? Salt. <laughs> well, that's well that's allow salt. me to See, put some salt would, in You would think all zeros would be good, but no, oh, no, no. You don't want no, to collect no. the whole set. This is not Yahtzee. <laughs> no, 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 you rolled a zero. It wasn't a hundred. Right? No one's in success. there, clearly. Exactly. Is my point. If only one of those. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one here. What is this like the trick with the aces? It's either one or ten? I like, wish. I don't get this. Whoa. The nature of the misfortune or bad luck is at the keeper's discretion. Uh, Yay. Oh, uh, we've been black chipped. Well, at least your knife didn't malfunction. <laughs> so your knife malfunctions. Uh, okay, so you cock back. And you prepare your swing, <laughs> and you're you're desperate, and you're in a bunch of pain because you've just been slashed. And you are you right handed or left handed? Right handed. You're right handed. Um, so you 
kind of standing near. None, you clue. You're still on the floor, right? Mm-hmm. You haven't stood up. Nope. Uh, you swing up again at him. And when you swing up again at him, uh, you miss badly. And when you miss badly, you come off your moorings a little bit and you land on your back. And when you land on your back, your follow through with your right hand uh, slams into the side of Grace's chair. Ow. So my knife is stuck in her chair. And you're on your back. And you're bleeding. And you're laying in her pee. <laughs> I've already been laying in her pee. <laughs> okay. So that was just a mess of shit real now. Lonnie, what is your dex? 55, sir. Oh, right. Joining me, 55. Now I gotta stab. Now now I gotta stab something. Very good. Okay. You will act this round. Not right now, but you'll act this round. Yep. Mr. Doyle. Okay. um, I am done messing around, and I am going to fire off the maximum amount of shots in a round. Which is three. Okay. Which blah, blah, gives me a penalty die for all my... Shit. It yeah. does. Is there anything I need to be aware of, sir? No, that's it. Okay. Hey, that's really good. So this is a burst fire? <laughs> well, it's, a it's not really a burst fire. So I can, I can fire off three rounds. I see. Make a skill roll for each bullet fired. Two or three. There's another fire. Succeed at these. Uh, if you could, you know, I mean, oh, I'm, I'm working on it. Okay, if you have a choice. <laughs> yeah, so um, if you could uh, make this happen. Okay. Did you make your skill roll? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so you rolled a what on your skill roll? 28. Out of? 75. Okay. So he rolled a 19. But that 19 is only out of a number less than 75. So I don't want to use the exact number. Right. But uh, <coughs> he did dodge, uh, but he did not dodge well enough. Okay, so you, you made skill at half, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. plus some, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. did not. He made skill at half, but not as much as you did. So that will hit. Okay. <laughs> Fail. Okay. Uh, you fire. Wow. Uh, the the gun goes off, and he drops the. There's two more shots, right? I mean, if you want to take him, sure. Yes. Can I, can I move to a different target? Uh, I don't know if that's allowed. <clears throat> I'm, I'm trying to figure it out, and I think what would make sense is that you have to declare. That you're going to move to another target before you start firing. Well, I mean, that's what yeah. my original yeah. option. My no, you just double tapping. That's all. <laughs> so yeah, with uh, with firing semi-automatic weapon multiple shots, you apply a penalty die to each shot, making a skill roll for each bullet fired, just as when firing multiple rounds from a handgun. Roll each shot individually with all shots receiving one penalty die. So if you are going to continue, it looks like you can continue to other targets. Yeah. Um, you just have to include a penalty die on shots two and three. Right. Okay, so I'm going to attempt to shoot the one that has uh, attacking Miss uh, O'Shea. Miss O'Shea, okay. Uh, 
That's right under that one. I think that's so yeah. bad. Okay, I'm going to make a dodge roll from him based off of awareness of combat, but rather I'm going to give him an attempt, but he'll be at disadvantage because essentially uh, he can only see you from the side and has his focus is pretty well on Miss O'Shea at this point. Yep, he fails. That disadvantage came back to bite him. Get it. Uh, five. Okay. Wounded face. Yes. 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 He falls down. Seriously, now I'm face up and I'm like. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of that critical failure, Miss O'Shea, when he falls over, he doesn't have a whole lot of places to fall. Oh. So, he falls on me? Uh, he does. He does. Excellent. And while you don't take any damage per se, you are now pinned pinned to the ground by a body body that has is dying or is bleeding out essentially. Um, so I'm going to have you go ahead and make a sand roll. You're welcome, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is just like it happened to me in the war. <laughs> you see what I get so you I for your birthday? So I get a roll right or over. Uh, under. Okay, under my sanity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Under. Mm-hmm. Everything else. No, that's nope. Under Kevin. <laughs> you weren't <laughs> listening. There's <laughs> one tan. Seeing a dead body is usually one. Being yeah. under one is <laughs> not great. Totally different. Two in the room. Mr. Doyle bags another. Your third shot. I might as well. Remember, you hopefully remember hopefully. you need to roll. You need to yes. roll a disadvantage yep. with it. Hopefully, fifty-nine. Okay, your skill of seventy-five. Okay. Uh, he dodges. That's an eighteen. This is the guy that you're still tussling with, right? Um, so you hear multiple gunshots go off. Yeah, and you see the guy that you're fighting with move out of the way as one zings past him. Close quarters gunshots, not great. Okay. Yeah, no. Why'd you like this? For real. Mop. James? Yeah. Is that a doctor? Yeah. So this guy is uh, dodging out of the way of the bullets coming at him from Mr. Doyle's gun. He did dodge, yes. Okay. Uh, Then while he is dodging, I will take that opportunity to give him some good old fashioned frontier medicine with my sword. Okay. Scab. <laughs> Here's some quick liver removal. 45 under 70. Okay, uh, I will give him a dodge roll, but I'm going to incur a penalty on him. Cool. Because he already dodged something. Different. Yes. He's more concerned about the bullets. Well, that's a 21, except now it's a 41. What was your roll? Uh, I got a 45 under 70. Yeah, so, okay. Um, you cut him. Okay. So go ahead and roll damage. Six. Mm. Okay. Con roll for him. It's an 11. Tell you what, his answer dice are starting to cook up. Right. Thanks to our friends at uh, Elder Dice for the answer dice. Uh, So, yeah, he is... uh, Yeah, thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hester, 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 (laughs) is pulling your strings. It is now your action. You may continue through... The first doorway, if you'd like. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm going full sprint. Okay. Are you 
you are not you know about the second door, so you know that there's going to be another door lock before you get into the hallway, which will lead to the garden room. Are you um, continuing to force her along with you to open doors? Free action to speak. Yeah, go right ahead. Mr. Doyle, do you play chess? What? That's what I'm saying. Mr. Doyle, do you play chess? I know, that's oh, what I said. What? Okay, I'm looking, you know, castling. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm going to just try and go right through it. Nice. I kind of nod at the gentleman. All right, that I'm uh, so? I suppose it'd be a strength roll. Uh, con? Or strength? It's strength. Okay. I'll give it a she shot. Try, she tried to go right through. It still can't hit anything with a shot. That is a 99. <laughs> nope. Okay. So, Ow, you... Mr. Forsyth charges right through the wing. <laughs> I mean, you... you. It's not a combat rule, technically. You could push that if you wanted to. But you'd have to tell me how you were pushing it. I would basically lower my shoulder into it. You, 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 well, let's assume that you've already done that and that you've struck the door and it has not opened. And That's if you were going to redouble your efforts, how would you do that? I would kick directly at the door jam. I would, I would try and pop the lock. Alright, fair enough. Go for it. Holy shit, I made it. Oh, five. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so you hit this reinforced door the first time with your shoulder. and It doesn't give. She does not budge an inch. The receptionist behind you, the nurse, uh, she's, freak, she's starting to freak out. Yeah. And so through, through the screams that you hear behind you, you lift your leg and you put a boot directly on the door. Yep. And it pops with a hard bang. Yep. And comes over. Boom. You may continue your movement through if you'd like. I will continue my movement through. And you hear the stumble. cheers of the asylum patients around you <laughs> as you continue through the hallway. <laughs> with one man, with, with one woman yelling, Freedom! <laughs> oops. There's no other oops. doors. As, as you, your movement's what? Seven, eight? Uh, my movement is seven, oh, yes. So, you move down the hallway and then to your left and you see just not but maybe 20 feet or so, you see the garden viewing area, which mm-hmm. you saw from the outside but a few minutes before. Sure. Right. The picture of the garden area is one of pure chaos. People there are probably running away. Patients are trying to move away and, and get clear. Um, you see a woman strapped to a chair who's shaking uncontrollably. There's, there's pistol smoke in the air, bodies on the ground. You see uh, very, very quickly that Miss O'Shea has been covered by a man in, who's covered in blood, and she's struggling to get out from underneath of him. This It looks like a war zone. Yeah. I have a gun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have a gun. <laughs> Alrighty. It's making things so much better so far. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Better than bring a couple of loaded guns into a mental asylum. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I will take this moment as we are recording to remind That's... you that this is not the game you want to murder hobo. <laughs> bad things will happen. Well, okay, I have two choices here. No, no, I'm I have sure. already heard gunshots. You do your thing. 
I have already heard gunshots. And you've made your move, and you've made a skill action, so that's where you're that's where you're at. Yep. That's, that's where you're at for the moment. Yep. Okay? And I believe Mr. Doyle is faster than I am, so I'll see him shooting people shortly. <laughs> Probably. Tiff. Yes. The man that attempted to attack you, that you stabbed, uh, that Jake shot, is now dead and no longer gets an action, therefore the initiative falls to you. Uh, I, I want to pull my knife out of the chair and wiggle out from underneath him. Or if I think the knife is stuck, I will wiggle out from underneath him and pull my knife out. Okay. You, the knife feels pretty well stuck. Okay. So you, you decide to kind of pull yourself out from under this. So I can give myself more leverage to pull Um, it out. You are a mess at this point. Well, I'm bleeding myself. Yes. Pee blood all over me. Yeah. I probably look like Carrie. Uh, At prom. Kind of, except without the, without the fancy dress. Well, yeah. So you you get free from the, uh, the the corpse, and with you know still kind of shaky hands, you grab onto the, your knife that's stuck in Miss Holden's chair, and you basically spend your action pulling the knife free. Well, I have to have it. Yeah, no, of pretty much to have it. What it is? Uh, so, if memory serves correctly, we, we, there's one man left in this room at this point with a knife, and there's a, a man with a sword cane and a gun. So this orderly steps a bit to the left mm-hmm. and then re-engages you. Re-engages me? Absolutely. Okay. If you'd like to parry, you could. I would very much like to. He has changed his footing. I will change mine as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to far accommodate 50 under 70. Uh, you parry. Yep. Um, but you, you quickly catch on to what he is doing. <clears throat> He's trying to overpower me? Uh, no, he yeah. is keeping you between him and Mr. Doyle. Oh. <laughs> so that way Mr. Doyle doesn't have a clean, unmitigated shot at him. Because it shoot through you. Yeah, right. Well, keep in mind that Miss Holden is right there as well. I'll shoot through her too. <laughs> I don't know. No, I with the mic. Um, so I'm parrying. So I've parried. You have parried, yes. It's not your action yet. No. Because... It's Mr. Doyle's action. I'm not going to shoot this guy. Okay. I'm going to put my gun away and get my brass knuckles out. <laughs> and I will move to, you know, into flanking position. Oh, God. There's no plus two here. I know. Okay. So go ahead. I mean, you have the move to cross the room. Okay. I want to make sure before I... Uh, uh, so... Okay, good. Yeah, never mind. He is going to uh, dodge. 60 under 75. Mm, he does dodge. Doctor. Okay, so... Dodge a knife! Doyle came at him with the brass knuckles. He uh-huh. has dodged that. Yep. Perfect time for you to roll double. So you're both in melee with him, which uh-huh. means now he's outnumbered, which means... He's going to be able to make a dodge roll, but he is now disadvantaged on that roll. Okay. Automatically. Um, well, I'm going to give him one chance. Okay. Bring the blade up under his neck. As in the, you know, if you move, I will kill you. Well, he's still actively, like, 
Oh, is he like actively oh, actively yeah. fighting? I, I mean, like, as in, I wanted to basically do the. If you continue to move, I will end you. Uh, yeah, you'd have to get the blade there, and he's not going to just okay. let you. So. Well, then, screw it. I'll just stab him. Okay. It's not that. It's not that important. Four versus. Uh, yeah, thirty-six under seventy. Okay. I mean, you'll beat him on yeah. the on the roll. So yep. roll damage. Okay. Oh. Five. Not enough to set off his fancy pants thing, but... Okay. Oh, what? I realized the action I wanted to take. Isn't that always how it works? You like, three oh. people take an action, you're like, oh, crap, I wanted to do this. <laughs> um, give me... Because you're in her direct vicinity, especially. Give me a spot head and roll, Miss O'Shea. No. Okay, fair enough. Lonnie? Okay, so I see Doyle go and engage this guy. Oh, yeah. And I see the doctor stab him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't appear to have a gun. No, mm-hmm. he has a huge sword, curved sword. It's, like a kokesh? Uh, it's just more like a kakuri, but... Okay. It's it's not so much a kakuri as it is a... It is a long-bladed weapon at the, sure. at the end of which there's a bit of a curve... To the, the, the tip itself. Okay. I will tackle him. Okay. Full dead run. You hear the feet pounding. Uh, most of you would hear that, by the way. Even with the melee combat going on. That is a uh, 22, footsteps? sir. Uh, not just footsteps. Someone's running, running into the footsteps. room. Okay. Um, Mr. Forsythe reaches the door at full clip. Okay. Yep. And... 22. Uh, 48 would normally dodge. A 88 does not. It's given the that he's like Um Yeah. So, Mr. Forsyth comes in at full clip and hits this dude. Body to body. Reminds me of my schooling days. I'm going to have you roll brawl damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, roll, roll damage for me, Lonnie. Yep. It should be regular brawl damage. Okay. That's right, you get a damage bonus, don't you? Yes, I do. So that's a six and a one, so seven. That's a major wound. <laughs> so that that is there. Uh, the attack is inflicted a major wound. An amount of damage equal to or greater half the target's hit points. The target's must make a con roll, which is fine now. You will do... <laughs> Finish him! That is an 86, so that's a failure. Um, so he is knocked out. Excellent. Yeah, I just light him up like a goal line stand. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there's a flash that goes past you, and suddenly, fourth eyes and and, another, and the, the the orderly are like against the couch and the wall, and you hear crunch, and the guy f- kind of flops on the couch like a fish, and then falls over back onto the floor, and he is out. Is she still... She's still trembling. Um, she's not Same. saying anything anymore, but she's... I, she looks like she's coming down. I immediately spin, drop to a knee, and begin attending to her wounds. Okay. To which they are probably fairly <clears throat> grievous. Well, it's from basically oh, shoulder okay. to shoulder. Yeah. Mr. Doyle, we need to be leaving. Yeah. And I think he should come with us. 
I look at a wheelchair. <laughs> who's, who's coming with you? I look at the orderly. <laughs> the one that got knocked out. You can't really argue. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah, a fair-sized person, so... What happened here? <laughs> Her. <laughs> they happened here. <laughs> she was, I think, as much of a target as we were. So now I see so. the other bodies. I think they started because uh-huh. of her. I mean, Which I saw two of them. Had to. Uh, now I see the third one that Doyle has put many <laughs> rounds into. <laughs> oh, put a round into. Yeah. Mr. Forsyth, can you grab him? Could you carry him? Yes, I can carry you. No, him. Yes, <laughs> I yes, I can carry. Good, I can probably truck. carry both of you. <laughs> Good. Put him in the boot of the car. <laughs> the nice thing about having a constitution of 80. <laughs> we need the book. Yeah, let's register. Yeah, you, you have this guy. They didn't start attacking until she started making those noises. On the way out? They were setting up to it. Is that large book um, that I signed in on the desk on the way out? They were going to oh, on the way out of the main yeah. office? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and so is the receptionist. Uh, that's the thing that's t- tough about this Kirkbride setup is that leave the woman's dormitory, and then if you want to get out of the facility, mm-hmm. you have to go back through the main part of the facility, back out the front door. Which is Doc, pretty much what I want. Doc, we have a problem here. We have a whole, we have a large cornucopia of problems, Mr. Forsyth. You want to, you want to exit at speed... But yet they have our names. I will deal with that. <laughs> so these are orderlies, right? Uh-huh. Do they have rings of keys? Oh, yeah. Good. They have to. I'm going to grab one. Uh-huh. Open that door to the main area. What? Yeah. You, you, they, he, the orderly has a key yeah. ring. Okay. That's attached. Right. Just right. like any other janitor's ring keys, it would be attached, so... Are you taking it? Yes. Okay. Quite. Uh, main doors to the open area, or to the main area, where the reception desk were. Um, Lonnie, give me a spot hidden roll. Actually, no. Um, yes, spot hidden. And you're the only one who gets it because you're, technically speaking, a builder. Mm. Which your occupation is skilled laborer. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a 95, sir. <laughs> okay. I did uh, not see it. No, I'm you don't. too busy hauling a body. That's fine. And I don't even know why I'm hauling a body, but I'm hauling a body. Hey, listen, it's Friday. You're playing Cthulhu. You might as well be hauling a body. Right. This is true. Someone needs to we haul really the bodies. Need to get out of here. I'm working on it. <laughs> or do we? I mean, well, um, maybe, we should, maybe we belong exactly here. Hey, uh, Mr. Doyle, why don't you give me a uh, spot hidden roll? I'll give you guys one more chance at this. Because I'm feeling... 93. <laughs> you head back into the main part of the facility? Yeah. Okay. Uh, cleaned up here. Um, cleaned I mean, up. We're not leaving stuff behind. Uh, aside no, except, from the bodies. Right. I signed. And Grace Holden and a bunch of freaked out metal patients and well, a broken door. Nobody's going to listen to Speaking of that. Yeah. You head back towards the main receiving door, which goes back into the main facility. Mm-hmm. I pull a fire alarm on the way. They actually don't have them. This is dying, Be- Yeah, they wouldn't have them yeah, would somewhere like that because the patients could pull it right. all the time. This is true. As you go back in, Doctor. <laughs> yes. Zorro. Uh, <laughs> as you go back in, you do hear the sounds of uh, 
several very excited patients from the former former enclosed patients in the female dormitory sure. are now enjoying a little free yard time. Sure. Good. There's that is one hell of a Everyone heard gunshots. <laughs> well, remember, it's a Kirk ride, so the, the things are very, 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 very late and mm-hmm. laid out yeah. wide. So there are uh, orderlies nearby that are coming towards you because obviously they've heard that there's a ruckus. Could I see, like, a lab coat or something on the way out? They don't really have lab coats, per se. Okay. Um, the orderlies do have a uniform. But to get a hold of one, you're just not in the right area for it, unfortunately. You have to I was labor. thinking to cover up. I mean, you, you could know, always stab another orderly and get get a fresh one if you want. <laughs> it wouldn't be fresh anymore. That's my point. I'm going to be running like a mofo. Um, you see a couple of orderlies, like, coming towards you. Coming towards... Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And at the moment, Are they carrying? at the moment you see them, you you don't know whether they're just regular old Dunning mm-hmm. orderlies or maybe there's somebody different. I'm really rolling the dice here. You are. <laughs> Fast talk. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that the cops are going to get called. I don't think so. Considering, no. not uh, not immediately. No. So what's the what's the marching line? Just to give my mental state the right. Feel you're in the lead. I'm in the lead. Who's behind him? I assumed you guys were going the well, other way. I mean, there's no other way. Oh, because I thought he would. I thought you guys were heading through the door that Lonnie opened by, you know, booting. You're, you're all going. You've all gone okay. through that door. You've all at this point yeah. left the female dormitory okay. wing and are headed back towards the main, the, the main office, so you can get out. Sure. And that is where on that hallway yeah. you are seeing seeing the two orderlies come. The at orderlies okay. come at you. I'm I grabbed the key, so I'm probably I'm first. Gonna, I'm going to take up the rear. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, I'm probably stumbling behind him. Yes. Right, and then and then Lon, Mr. Forsythe has the orderly in hand. Yep. And his third. And his, yeah. Just over yeah. his shoulder. Uh, the first orderly gets within three or four paces of you mm-hmm. and says, What the hell happened to him? This man was injured. One of, the in- one of your <laughs> patients had a gun. What? That's crazy. Did you hear the shots, man? Come on! <laughs> um, the two the two orderlies who are closest to you mm-hmm. move directly past the line of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back out towards the 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 place where you came from. The, the chaos zone. Yes. Okay. Alright. You well, try really, really hard not to have a bowel movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is, uh, things are really sphincter right now. <laughs> I'm making coal right now. <laughs> sphinctery. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you proceed forward? Yeah. You proceed forward to the, re- the receiving area, the reception area, with the, uh, the large book. The, uh, large book and the, uh, the Iron Maiden, as she was. Mm-hmm. Uh, she looks exasperated, but she's also on the phone. You don't know who she's talking to, but she's, when you guys arrive at the desk, she's concentrating on the phone and she's saying, I don't know what's going on. I know they're, they're trying to deal with it. And she kind of half turns and sees you. They're at- calling for you down the hall. What? I, What's going on? I interject in the middle of the phone call as with half German if I need to. They're calling for you down the hall. There's an injury. You need to hurry, woman. <laughs> okay, so that's going to be yep. some sort of social welfare. Sure. Some sort of social. <laughs> so, <laughs> just, just need to be social. persuade. All right. 
or to be intimidate. Which one you got? Uh, I have, you have confusion. no intimidate. Yeah, fast talk. I don't have fast talk. Do you uh, have wait, perform? Do you have fast talk? I don't have fast talk. I have psychology, but that's not gonna help me here. Okay. Uh, Everybody can persuade. Oh, we can all. Okay. No, I mean talk? everyone, meaning everyone. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone. All has humans. Humility. All humans can do it. All humans can Eight. do it. Eight. Oh. Yeah, under ten. Wonderful. Nice. <laughs> Um, check she, box. she drops huh? the phone. Check your box. Yeah, check the box. Um, she drops the phone and the receiver and <clears throat> runs out from back behind the desk. Um, she kind of almost sort of puts a hand on you, Tiff, like to to see your overall physical, like, are you okay? And then she kind of keeps moving. I grab the book. Okay. You grab she's, covered in, she's covered in blood. It's fine. Actually, you know what? I just pull off the page. Okay. You pull out the page. And you're exiting at all post-haste. Okay. To Mr. Forsyth's car. So we are going to close the curtain on Dunning this evening. And Fuck that place. <laughs> I'm going to throw this cultist ass in the boot of the car before we leave. Good, because he won't. But I don't want to be in the... I mean... Um, <laughs> <laughs> different cultist. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, um, he. I, you could put him in the floorboard of the back seat. That's not where I want him. <laughs> There's enough room in the in, the, in the, the trunk or the caboose of this this vehicle for like five. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 just one. Can't fold them um, in enough. You can, you can like a cards. <laughs> All right. So There's now that it. now that we're done killing orderlies, violating our Hippocratic oaths, right, right, Tiff? Translucent. <laughs> All sorts of bewonderment. Uh, yeah, we'll close it there. Wonderful. So we will see you next week. I'm really hoping they open.